looking at a remarkable idea. An idea that has intrigued and attracted and literally thrilled thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children. And you, my friends, are about to witness this idea become a reality. For this is the story of the miracle sea in the desert. Welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I'm a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn radio app. Search end of days or go to michaeldeacon.com if you care to interact with me or other listeners. My guest tonight is Dean Henderson. He is a lifelong activist, author, and a columnist. His new book, Illuminati Agenda 21, The Luciferian Plan to Destroy Creation, describes the current banker plan to poison, weaken, and depopulate humanity using the latest technology. Dean's writing has been seen on various platforms, and I'm very proud to bring him on here. And of course, on the second half of the program, Robert Vandenbroek makes his return. Please stick around for that. Now, let's bring in our guest. Dean, are you alive? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. No problem, my friend. I'm so glad you can be here. I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time now. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just, uh, really appreciate you having me and I look forward to, uh, to talking. Fantastic. Now, first of all, how are you, Dean? Is everything okay out there where you are? Yeah, you know, uh, the world's crazy right now, but, we're doing fine and um you know we we live uh a pretty simple life uh very remote area and we're just trying to avoid the uh modern world honestly as much as we can this is the extent of my interaction with the modern world is these kind of interviews and but uh it's getting crazy out there but no uh personally we're doing fine how about you Personally, I can't really complain too much. Just a head above water. Yeah. That's really, about it. Yeah, that's really the best you can do. And, of course, there's so much to talk about. But before we do, before I, I bring up your books or anything else, um, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, Dean, and how your journey um, actually begun? Sure. Um, well, I was born... Um, in South Dakota, um, my parents, uh, we, we were kind of one of these medium-sized farms that doesn't exist anymore. So we had like a polder for cattle and Duroc, uh, pigs and Suffolk sheep and we grew oats and barley and wheat and corn and a little bit of everything and fed the cows with that stuff and pigs and, 
had chickens and pheasants and whatever, hunted and trapped and fished and grew up kind of like that. Um, it was a, a very small community. And so, uh, you know, you had 40 people in your class and knew everybody in town and I was, I, you know, you did everything. You're a jock, you're a musician, you were, you know, you had to, everybody had to play in a band or you didn't have a band, you know? So was, I kind of grew up like that, uh, which I'm grateful for actually. And, um, then, but it was really isolated too. And, you know, you didn't hear much about the world and uh, everybody kind of did things the way they did them. And I guess I went to college and, um, had some professors who, uh, sort of, uh, started to get me thinking and I remember running into some Palestinian people at uh, South Coast State University who were uh you know engineering students back those were back in the days uh in the eighties when they actually we actually had a USAID program that brought foreign students in to study to become engineers and you know maybe they'd go back and help their own country or maybe they'd actually help our country. Right, right. You know, and so I got to know those Palestinians and uh um, this was also the time of, uh, the apartheid regime in South Africa. So I started kind of protesting with the Palestinians against the Israeli policy and, and, and against the apartheid policy. And I went down to Nicaragua in 84 on a witness for peace, uh, trip, which, uh, was chronicling the atrocities of the Contras, you know, Reagan's freedom fighters. Oh yeah. I ran Contra. Yeah. So you thing. were, you yeah. were actually out there. Yeah, I went down there and we actually had the Contras like, uh, come wow. pretty close to our village. We had Samanista militia protecting us, you know, protecting the village. And it was a potato cooperative and they were targeting the infrastructure. So they wanted to really, they wanted really badly to blow up this warehouse of potatoes because it was right after the harvest and there was all the potatoes for the whole country. And, um, they held them off, but yeah, just brutal stuff that we heard and saw and it really, Kind of that really opened my eyes definitely to, uh, you know, what's, what's really going on in the world as opposed to what the mainstream media, you know, tells us is going on. And I don't know, it just kind of went from there. I went on to get a master's degree, um, in environmental studies at University of Montana and did a thesis about the, you know, it was a Gulf War during that time, 1989, 1990, the war started in the Gulf War. So Missoula, Montana, University of Montana, where I was studying, we actually had the biggest per capita protest in America, according to the Nation magazine. And, you know, it got pretty crazy. I did an alternative newspaper while I was getting my master's. And there's one of the first zines in Missoula papers called one of those where you take, you know, you actually dip the stamp in red paint and stamp it, you know, <laughs> pass them out and paste, cut and paste the little lines and everything back in the day. Right. And, but I, I just became more radicalized. I traveled more. Um, I just kept traveling, you know, and I kept seeing people suffering. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, I come from a, a Catholic background and for a while I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater and I kind of, you know, got really unreligious. And in my later years here, I think I'm recovering uh, some of that back and realizing that, you know, there is this battle between good and evil. It's right. not political. I, I have to stop you there really quickly and say that's kind of what it always comes down to at the end of the day, uh, mm-hmm. no matter what side you are on politically. Um, yeah. This is a battle, uh, good versus evil. It, it truly is. I never used to think that sort of way uh, yeah, until much later here in life. Even on this program, I've never used to say that sort of thing, but 
Now, yeah. now I really do because now I really do see that there is evil out there in this world. And that yeah. is the fundamental, uh, um, I guess that's the fundamental fight that's actually taking place inside all of us right now. And most people aren't even aware. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, um, I don't know where it came from. You know, a lot of native tribes didn't really believe in the concept, even evil. And, you know, because they live pretty right, you know, they were close to the earth and they were hunters and gatherers. And that's probably the way we were supposed to live. And I think kind of what happened is, uh, I don't know if it was the whole Canaanite, you know, the Cain branch of that whole thing or what, but just along the way, man, became arrogant, misguided, um, brought in a lot of stupid things, agriculture, industrialism, capitalism, um, and really started thinking that he was smarter than God. So that's kind of the, you know, anyways, you start seeing the evil and as you travel into 50 countries, you know, with a backpack and traveling on the cheap and you've taken the third class bus and trying to be with the people, you know, not the, Hyatt or anything, or not some all-inclusive sandals resort protected by guards. You know, I went to Jamaica and we, we were like the only white people running around on the bus because they're all in these resorts. And we went to South Africa just recently. We were the only people on the bush taxis because all the white people say, don't take the bush taxis. You know, it's dangerous. And they're just saying it because they're racist. You know, and you're the only white people on there. And we just always try to be with the people. My wife and I, um, more recently you know, travel together and. Yeah, these are God's chosen people, right? Because they're, they're I mean, the they, ones that have been exploited so badly by these right. people. There is there is a, a a bit of a cautionary tale, though. I, I one of the illustrators of of of, um, of mine here on this program who created some of the well, the main logo I have. He is in South Africa, so he tells me a little bit about what's going on. Um, yeah, there, there, def- there definitely is violence. There's uh, a backlash now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, about it too. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot yeah. going on, but go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. There, there's a lot going on. And if you go, if you, well, if you would go there, you would understand why there's this backlash. And it doesn't mean it's right that, my God, the way the black people are treated there is just horrible. And, you know, they just been treated that way for so long. It's the That's apartheid. True. Yes. When, when that came off, it, it, it recovered the politics, you know, and the political system came under Mandela and, you know, the African National Congress, but the economy was still and still is controlled by, and it's really not even the whites per se, it's the Rothschilds, the Rockefeller, you know, the really the Rothschilds and the Oppenheimers because they own Anglo American, they own De Beers, um, the, the gold and diamond people. And that's who runs South Africa. And so there, my guess is the British are probably in there now inciting this backlash and targeting whites instead of actually targeting the Rothschilds because that's what they want. They want a race war instead of a class war where you actually get smarter and you don't just attack white farmers, which I know is going on right now. It's terrible. But, and, yes. you know, probably, mm-hmm. it's probably provocateurs who are trying to derail a, a, a more conscientious political Move, which is what needs to happen. And that just means they should just nationalize those gold mines that are owned by Anglo-American. Botswana did that. And my God, the standard of living in Botswana is so much better. We went there too. And they get revenue from all that stuff. And see, South Africa really doesn't. So it's just, it's just a case of colonialism and just a lot of ugly stuff comes out of that, you know, but it really, it's not, it's not a black and white thing. It's really, uh, like I say, it's a class. You know, it's a really an elite, global elite thing. 
you know, a few families literally. Um, and they set us against each other is one of the things you learn. And, um, again, even this left, right thing, it's just ridiculous. And, yes. um, my, I come from a more left revolutionary perspective, uh, but right now these Democrats are just nuts and I can't talk to any of them. And it's like the word Trump is like this triggering mechanism and they're all going nuts whenever that word said. And actually some of the things he's doing, I like. So, um, I, exactly. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, uh, torn. Uh, on all this, because, you know, yeah. part of me really doesn't like Donald Trump, to be honest with you, because yeah, no. it, it all stems back from the whole, um, reality era series of television. Uh, I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big fan of TV and movies. And so my mind automatically registers to the time when he was on all those reality yeah. series television shows on, yeah. on like VH1 or, or whatever it was. Yeah, and, exactly. And so I forth and so forth. He, purpose. Yeah, Dean, and even going back to his interviews on the Howard Stern show, uh, it, it, it always comes back to my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I've never been a TV guy, so I never watched Trump, but I, you know, on TV or The Apprentice or any of that, I heard about it and it just made me dislike him because the whole idea of some guy sitting there telling people, Oh, you're my apprentice. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, he, he, you know, he's unlikable, but I think that's the whole point. And he's unlike, he, he's unlikable, but likable at the same time. Yeah, getting more likable all the time, maybe. Because it's, these other people are going nuts. But yeah. the whole idea, I wrote an article, um, it's called the 2016 Illuminati election nightmare. It's actually a chapter in this book too, um, that we're talking about. And I think the whole idea was just to, you know, put Trump in, who's kind of unlikable, um, and, and he's a good punching bag, but the, and put the deep state now on the outside, which is, you know, basically the Democrats now, they, they want to support the CIA, they want to support the mainstream media. And then all of a sudden after years of, you know, decrying NAFTA, now they support it, I guess. They love free trade, I guess. It's just bizarre, but it's like scrambling this, this whole thing they're doing, these Luciferians are scrambling reality. And so. Every once in a while, they have to switch, and they'll switch. And now it's it, it really is the case that Trump probably is the better of the two. But it doesn't really matter because the whole point is they're trying to divide the hell out of us. It's like a – Correct. You know, I call it like a division fest. I mean, it's like division, division, division. Everything you see, every like, you know, the stuff in Portland today, was that just another thing where they orchestrated it and, you know, want to divide people more? And Isn't that amazing, though, that there's people like that that get that – Get that uh, rowdy and have to go yeah, and get that riled up and, get, and commit these senseless acts of violence on both sides. I know, I know, and, and and I've never, you know, I know, and it's right now. It's like a good time just to remain calm, right? And uh, try to be an inclusive person about unity and not about picking a side. I always say just don't pick either one, you know, because Facebook and all this social media crap, it's all about hurting us into these camps. You know, and, and, and just stay out of the camps. Just keep your own mind, keep your own autonomy, your own authenticity. It's really important right now because it's part of the agenda. It's part of their agenda, this straight, this kind of hive mentality, like the board, you know, where they can control us that much easier. Correct. And, yeah. And Dean, let, let's tie all this in. You're the author of the book, The Illuminati Agenda uh, 21 and a fantastic book. I did get a chance to read uh, a little bit about it and. Um, I really did enjoy it, and I do hope everyone out there does get a chance to check it out. And uh, by the way, you can find the book uh, through Amazon, correct? Yeah, that's the easy one. Just 
you just type my name, Dean Henderson, into Amazon, really, that's, I got five different books. That's the latest one. And, um, my wife wrote that with me. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it, 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 it you know, it's the first part is about the perpetrators. The second part's about the agenda. And so my whole thing right now is just about awareness. So I feel like, you know, people just get aware because there's so many people that they want to do the right thing, but they don't know really what's going on or who's running it or how, how it works. So the first part is identifies, you know, really the perpetrators, which is the city of London, uh, Rothschild bankers for sure. And, um, they are like fallen angels. Like they, they pride themselves on, on being, um, you know, bathed in the light of Lucifer, I guess is how Albert Pike put it in Morals and Dogma, which is kind of the Freemason manual. So the city of London's like this one you know, square mile within the, the actual city of London and the UK, but it's not part of either one. It's a separate jurisdiction. And this is where the banksters operate and, um, all the major banks, all the derivatives trade from there. All the offshore banking emanates from there, whether it's in the Cayman Islands or Panama or whatever. Apparently there's $50 trillion in assets um, that are on the books uh, at the Bank of England with no names on them. Nobody knows who owns this, these assets except the Bank of England, uh, which is located in the city of London. Every bank uh, in the city of London gets to vote. The bigger the bank, the more votes they get. They have their own aldermen, councilmen, their own lord mayor. Um, they're all Freemasons. Uh, each bank even has its own Freemason Lodge, like Lloyd's Bank has a Freemason Lodge and HSBC has a Freemason Lodge. And they're really tied up with this crazy Masonic stuff, which is really Luciferian. And they kind of pride themselves on being these fallen angels, these, that they're smarter than God or smarter than creator or whatever your God or your good thing is. I mean, they think that are basically they, they're kind of worshiping the brain like reason over just decency and their brains aren't very functional actually they're not very smart um but they are kind of clever and so they're um that's who's running it and then how are they running it well yeah they're basically want 95 percent of us gone and um they're doing a lot of things to that end gmos uh the water the fluoride uh the wireless uh internet um wireless uh frequency is 2.4 gigahertz um, that's the, the rate, that's also the same, uh, frequency at which your body absorbs the water molecule. The new 5G is going to be at 60 gigahertz, much higher frequency because they're shorter millimeter waves. That means more towers and 60 gigahertz is the frequency at which the oxygen molecule absorbs in your body. So they're trying to dehydrate the hell out of us with wireless right now. And then they're going to take the oxygen away and it's very sinister and they know all this and, um, you know, the, and the wars and, and everything, of course. So, so depopulation is a huge goal. And then the rest of us, they just want to put us under their control and again, create this hive mentality. Um, we all have Facebook accounts. So they're going to use that as our kind of personal dossier of our emotional state. And that'll get plugged into the 5G and then our retina scan will get plugged into that and our voice, you know, um, voice thing will get plugged into that. When you walk out your door pretty soon, they'll know exactly who you are. They know how you think. They know your emotional state. And this 5G is the Internet of Things. So, you know, anything smart, like the smart meter, the smart TV, the smart whatever, smart toaster, smart garage door opener, it's all going to be tied together. And then ultimately the goal is to tie us right into that as just another thing, basically, and know everything about you and 
and uh, go to biometrics, probably go to a, you know, they may not even have to go to a microchip. They might just do it wireless, you know, but they'll, but they're doing the chemtrails too. And that's about conductivity with the aluminum, the strontium, the barium, the, the, the nanoparticles that are coming down or going into our body, into our skin, the morgellons and all that stuff, making us more conductive, getting us ready to be plugged in. So, it's pretty creepy. It really is well, actually very creepy. It, it, it's very, yeah, very you know, I, I had just talked to a, a gentleman, a representative of, uh, believe it was AT&T, and I'm, I'm not exactly even sure how we got into that conversation, but I brought up 5G, and he seemed a little concerned himself about it. And he, he was telling me about the increase of tumors in male rats uh, exposed to some of this radiation. And I, I was just thinking, I'm usually the one that in that role to tell you about this. And there he is telling me all about this. Um, yeah, I, was, I was quite surprised. That's what I, I've been surprised lately too, at who is reading my book and at their reactions to it, just family members and, and acquaintances you never thought would be concerned about this. And I do see an awakening happening pretty fast on this. I think people got blindsided. I mean, the internet, you know, it's a net and it's a web. And yeah, the spider spun a web on us and threw a net on us or however you want to look at it. It started out as, you know, DARPA created the internet, Defense Advanced Research Project Administration. Uh, it came out of that and, and that their logo is a pyramid with an all seeing eye in it. Okay. And that's the creepiest part of the Defense Department is DARPA. And it started out as like ARPANET, the internet was called. And, and you know, they, basically it was used by the CIA and the military. And then, you know, they just sort of rolled it out slowly and quietly. And pretty soon, you know, we're all in it. But all this stuff, all this frequency stuff was developed as weapon stuff by Lawrence Livermore Laboratory in the 70s. And it, so basically what it is is they... With by giving us free information, unlimited information, you know, access to things that we, you know, we we, we just we think it's great, and we thought it was great, and, and that was the cookie, that was the trap, that was the bait. You can look at it as the bait, and and now we're all in the net, and they have literally put a weapon in everyone's house, you know, if they have wireless, and if you have wireless in your house, you need to end that. You need to go back to Ethernet. There's nothing wrong with fiber optics; they're fine. And by the way, for those who aren't aware, uh, keep in mind the LAPD were some of the first ones to introduce these sort of, um, these sort of long range, uh, frequency, I guess devices. You can label it. Well, they call them L, LRAD, if I recall correctly. Um, that's what the SWAT team uses. They have these devices that are pretty they could they could mess you up pretty well actually, and that's what they use to disperse uh, riots and all sorts of other things. But yes, that's kind of where all of this kind of came from the military, and then of course it gets uh, sent to our law enforcement. Exactly. Yeah, that's what a lot of this five G stuff is. It's crowd control, and um, oh no doubt, you know, and and that and so you start looking around at these towers now, and they're all. Every day you go somewhere different and there's some different thing on these towers, you know, and you don't know what these things are. And so, you know, it's just, we, but I, that's the only way uh, we're going to stop this is we have to get people to be aware of the gravity of the situation. And it's just, 
very insidious. You know, it, it'd be a lot easier if it was like George Orwell and, you know, there'd be signs everywhere that said, you know, don't think, watch TV, you know, stuff like that. But it's not like that. It's, it's more insidious than that. It's, you know, it's being done just like, oh, isn't this great? Here's some more information. Here's a free $50 gift card from Amazon. All you gotta do is give us your voice, uh, recognition, you know, on the way out and stuff like that. All these cookies. So, but I do think people are, are becoming aware and it's really all about the awareness because, you know, as, as we talk about in the book, it's, it's, uh, you know, we left the Garden of Eden and we did it voluntarily and, and, and we didn't have to and we made a mistake and we have to return to that Garden of Eden and we have to really go back to the old ways of living. And we have to, part of that old way of living is activating your pineal gland, throwing out this electronic junk, decalcifying the thing and having that third eye and being able to, to just recognize reality instead of virtual reality because virtual reality didn't start with computers. I mean, they've been doing virtual reality on us for centuries now and telling us all these lies about reality. Like, for example, one chapter in the book is called The Social Darwinism Fraud. And so they tell us this this fairy tale. And again, it comes out of the city of London. It comes out of specifically the Royal Geographic Society, which is the city of London's scientific lie department, basically, to keep us stupid about nature and the nature of reality. And they tell us it's all about survival, the fittest, and all this crap. Well, I've got a herd of deer in my yard, and I watch them all the time, and they look after each other. And, and I went to Kruger National Park, and I watched the animals cooperate. I grew up on a farm. You hardly ever see animals fight. You see them helping each other all the time. See, and so it's all a bunch of lies, and we got to recover that reality. We have to live in reality. That's all it is, Michael. If we just start living in reality instead of virtual reality, their reality, that's when they have the power over us. That's when they can do all this stuff. But if all we have to do is see reality, and then we have the power, because we have the light has way more power than the darkness. But the only way you can have that light power, man, is to is to embrace it, recognize it, and be it. You know, and, yes. and, and it's all about unity and oneness. You know, for real, not in a phony way, but like recognizing that look, we're all pretty much tied together in this thing, and we should probably just recognize that. That's the nature of reality. We're not divided. There's a reason these guys did nuclear fission instead of nuclear fusion. You know, fission is the splitting of the atom, right? So that's what they want to do. They want to split reality. They want to fragment reality. The CERN's doing the same thing now with this collider stuff, looking for the God particle, which is more like unleashing demons on the world is what they're doing because they're not interested in God at all. They're interested in, in again, fragmenting reality one more time. And atomizing us and, you know, uh, objectifying us and dividing us. It's all about that. See, whereas like fusion was, you know, where you put molecules together, you could actually have free energy for everybody and it's safe and there's no waste. But see, that's how they are. They're, they're the dividers. They're the, they're the fragmenters of reality. And what we have to do is put it back together, stitch it back together, you know, and yes. see it, see it as, as together. You know, instead I, of I agree. We, we definitely are one, and that's something most people are, are definitely have gone away from that sort of mentality. Now we are just completely divided here in this country more than ever, more so in the last 10 years than I can ever re- remember. And yep. it's quite amazing. I'm not quite sure why it's gone like this or why it even has to be this way. Well, I think they've orchestrated it, and I think this last election was kind of the you no. Know, think about it. I mean, you got Hillary Clinton, who 
is the ultimate kind of politically correct person. And that, that stuff really grates on people. It she's kind of people. a, she's kind of a nasty woman, isn't she? And she's nasty. And Very she's nasty. Yeah. And her husband and they're just horrible people. They destroyed the Democratic Party. Uh, they destroyed the, any, any chance of a, of a, of a, a real left emerging, like an economic justice left, not a transgender, you know, gay marriage left. I'm talking about like a real, genuine Hugo Chavez, Fidel Castro kind of left, which is what I think we need anyway. But yeah, I mean, you know, she just, so she just, you know, they took the, you know, the same time Clinton took the Democrat party to the right with his Democrat leadership council. Tony Blair was doing the same thing in England with the Labor Party and his new Labor Party, which also was a lurch to the right and appeasement to the bankers, repealed last legal. So you have that choice, you know, because they cheated Bernie. I was kind of a Bernie supporter, but they cheated on him. Yeah, how do you feel about Bernie Sanders now? Well, I I, I went up to Iowa and went door to door for him in the Iowa caucuses and stuff. So I was a real supporter. I was very disappointed though at how he kind of caved in at the Did end. Did he get the talk? Fight. Is that what happened, Dean? Do you think they threatened him? Yeah, that's what I think. They sat him down. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. Yeah, and I think they roughed him up, but. I don't know. Maybe worse than that. Maybe chipped him or something. I don't know. He just went, he got weird and he got all Hillary supporter and it was real strange. But you know, that anyway, his policies uh, are what we need, I think, to get us out of this because I mean, it's just, if you look at reality, it's just the 1% are getting to be the 0.0001%. And these are the people trying to kill us. <clears throat> and we do need a redistribution of wealth um, at, at many different levels. But, but then, okay, on the other hand, back to the election, then you had Trump. Yeah, this kind of loud, you know, self-aggrandizing um, guy who, like you said, on TV star, movie star, kind of like Reagan, except more bellicose. And, you know, the kind of this uh, macho guy or whatever he thinks he is anyway, he was probably not. But, you know, it's like there was your choices. And it's just like I think really what especially the gender lines right there were really divided and remain divided. Yeah, I don't think America wanted a woman to be president per se. Big time, yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, it's not of, it's not exactly politically correct to say such a thing, but well, I they, they, I believe yeah. it's kind of the truth though. And it'd be fine if shades it was of good, the truth. Yeah, it'd, it'd be fine if it was a good woman. You know, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm for it too. Don't it, get me wrong. For those yeah, out there, I know exactly. <laughs> don't 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 hang me. Cynthia McKinney would be awesome. Oh, I would. Oh yeah. Radical. But it has to be the right woman. It has to be, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. Does I it? feel bad for, for how they treated Cynthia there. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, she's a rebel. She's she awesome, move, but. She had to move to another country, for God's sake. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. That's, well, I've experienced some of that myself, and it's just the territory, you know, if you, if you, uh, you tell the truth, man, it's dangerous, you know, so. But she keeps telling the truth, and you know, it ain't gonna stop her. And you know, she'll she's way more powerful than they are, or whatever they do. Yeah, she's been but, on this know, program anyway, before. Back to that whole thing. I mean, that that's where I think it really went off the rails, vision wise. And um, I don't know. It's it, it is a mess, and and people just have to get off of that. They have to get off the media. They have to ignore the internet, ignore the TV mostly, and just try to try to be about unity. Try to go out and seek, you know to unify people instead of seek to divide people or dig into a certain position where, you know, it's going to piss half of your neighbors off or this other way it's going to piss the other half off. And, you know, just try to try to talk some sense because there's a real lack of that. But it was, I think the answer is it was all orchestrated. The division's been orchestrated. It's been orchestrated for a long time. Uh, by the way, Dean, have you lost any peers because of this election? I mean, there's people that I really, 
you know, you know, I really want to talk to you too much because they're just talking nonsense. Like some people I can't believe, but not too many really. My, my really good friends get it, I think. And, you know, I don't have a handful and that's life, but you know, that, that, they're, you know, the real radicals on the left get it. The real radicals on the right, I think, get it. I mean, they try to stay out of it. I don't know, but I guess I don't, you know, but, but yeah, I just feel like, um, mostly a lot of people seem really discouraged right now. And I think oh, yeah. um, that's also part of their plan. And that's part of like being on the computer too much, man, is you get discouraged a lot. I see that a lot lately. Oh, that's true. There's, well, there's lots of, there's lots of confusion. That's what it is. And lots of people don't know how to discern fact from fiction. Right. And it's also just too much information. It really is. And that's what Alvin, Alvin Toffler's book, Future Shock was, again, they were telegraphing what they were going to do to us in that book. And that's why it got to be a million seller, bestseller, because they were trying to tell us they do this all the time. They did it with Orwell. Orwell was one of them. He was, you know, he was a city of London guy. And, and they marched him out to tell us what they were going to do. And they did the same thing with, uh, a lot, with a lot of these guys, including, uh, Alvin Toffler. And that, that book's about, you know, Future Shock is just about how they're basically going to shut down people's brains just by bombarding them with information. Yeah. That, they, well, we are seeing that. You're, you're definitely right. There this is. is yeah. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. And, and so people really do seem to unplug more and more and, and go back to the old ways. Yeah. Of, a bit of a sensory overload we are experiencing now. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, it, it creates a lot of confusion and emotional <clears throat> trauma. And, um, you know, people are not talking sense sometimes, you know, lately and it's just common sense, you know, but you're, you're only going to do that spending time with nature and going outside and just, you know, being in the real world, you know, being in the real world. And, you know, this is definitely uh, what they're doing on with this internet. It's just everywhere, Wi-Fi everywhere, you know, anywhere you go. You have to have the Wi-Fi at the hotel or at the coffee shop. Or, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's too much. It's, it's not a better world 20 years down the road. It's only been 20 years since we had this crap. Think about it. 90, was it 97 or something that came out? Internet or something? Yeah, early 90s. I think it's early 90s, 93 mm-hmm. or something. But, you know, 25 years, say. But, I mean, that's how long it's been. And are we better off? Uh, no, because people are not much. That's a tough one, yeah. I'm on the fence myself with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I see I, both arguments. I mean, yeah, you're right. On the other hand, we're doing this interview. That's great. Uh, some people can tune in, but I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, and I think we're, we're so much better off just kind of at the barricades. I mean, back in the day, we just, you know, we'd get arrested. <laughs> right. Of war, thrown yes. in jail, great headlines. You know, we'd create a ruckus and they were actually kind of scared of us. I don't think they're scared of any of the stuff we're doing here. I don't think that we scare them at all. No, so, not anymore. I, not, I do big programs with press TV and RT, mm-hmm. but still, I don't think they worry about it because they just know that if they can just keep us sort of docile in our homes and not really connected, you know, we get these fake social networks, but you don't know these people. I don't know you, Mike. I'm sure you're a great guy, but I don't know you. I'll probably never meet you. You don't know me. You don't know me from Adam. So can I really count on you? If my, you know, if something bad happens, you're going to come and help me. Or am I going to come help you? No. So, you know, that it's not real. It's, it's just, you know, that's just, the, that's just the reality of it. And that's, that's instead of the virtual reality of it. You know what I mean? And, and so we, what we need is real friendship, real people, concrete, you know, more community stuff. And I just feel like we don't have as much of that since the electronic age started. No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Hard signs for protests and stuff like that anymore. And to me, it's just kind of sad, you know, but I'm a, I'm an older dude, you know, I'm in my fifties. I guess I, I don't know how old are you, Mike? I'm, I'm not, well, I'm not in my fifties. 
not that old. No, yet. no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit younger than that. Keep you up the side of it maybe more, you know, and how it used to be. And, and that's the other scary part is like the younger generation hasn't seen that. They don't even know what it was like back then when you, you know, when you could go to the alternative bookstore and there was a bulletin board. Yeah. See, th- this is, this is the part where it gets very interesting because, you know, I do talk to lots of older generations and, and sometimes the topic of, of marriage and kids and relationships tend to pop up every now and then. And sometimes I have to say there sometimes the reasons, um, why, well, one of the major reasons why, uh, most men nowadays aren't exactly Married nowadays, um, if you've seen the statistics, they're very, very low now. Lots, lots of, lots of younger men, they're not getting married, they're not having kids, and if they yeah. are, they're out of wedlock. Um, yeah. especially here where I live, um, well, that's part of the agenda 21 is to destroy the families, destroy the institution of marriage. They're actually targeting males with this stuff. We got to hold this naval research document. And it basically um, talks about a lot of male health problems. The vaccinations are targeting males, um, black males especially, because they're more radical. And they're they're basically targeting marriage, and they don't want – see, it's all about depopulation. And, of course, if they keep this generation economically deprived, which most of them are, they can't afford, you know, a, a wife, much less kids. Right? A lot of people can, not not today. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, yeah, and so very expensive. simple economics and just keeping people, like you said, just above water. And that's part of the program. And, and we, at some point, man, um, you know, we got to get out from behind these computers and we got to go out and we got to burn some shit in the streets. Man. Well, <laughs> because they're not going right. to give you a wage hike if you don't do that. They're not going to give you a wage hike, you know, if we do a, uh, whatever, a webinar. You know, or whatever. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. Don't come out of webinars. Correct. Wages come out of riots and shit. Pardon my French, but it's true. And it's like that's where that's where well, that's what I mean. And they're sort of like taking our testosterone away too. We've been talking about that lately a lot, and just how like the not just the males are under attack, but the testosterone, the bravery. You know, like Lakota culture. Okay, bravery was a big deal. You know, and they were like my mentors because I grew up in Dakota, South Dakota. And, you know, that's AIM territory and, you know, you know, wounded knee happened there and a lot of heavy stuff happened there. The AIM movement was there. Yeah. By the way, I have noticed that the masculinity is something that's kind of frowned upon now. Yes. In American it's culture. Right. It's something I have realized. Yes. They have this kind of matriarchal grid control over us going on where you know, you're supposed to be quiet. You're supposed to not be a leader. They don't like leaders. They don't like male leaders at all. Well, if you're going to invade, if you're going to depopulate 95% of the planet, I mean, you got to take out the warrior class. I mean, that's just the, the rules of war. So that's definitely a calculated thing that's going on and part of the agenda. And so I would encourage, you know, and it's really, it doesn't, it's, you know, you could say testosterone or whatever, but it's really just bravery. And we need brave women too that are outspoken. So it's, and, and they don't like them either. I mean, they don't like women that are outspoken either, but it just, it's just maybe we're a little more of a threat, you know, in a physical sense, because, you know, if they come at us, who's going to, who's going to be here to fight? It's, it's always been men in the history of the world for the most part. There's always a few women. Hey, the Samanistas had quite a few women fighting actually in their ranks and, and, and that's great. But, but you know what I mean? It's a strategic tactical warfare 
phenomenon that you're seeing with the testosterone and and with and also with the vaccinations and the, and the Wi-Fi stuff and how it does affect males more. They even said in the Navy document that exposure to EMFs and and all this stuff actually produces more girl children in pregnancies, which is pretty weird, right? I believe it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But so yeah, there is that going on, and we have to resist it. And um, especially the women who are listening, you have to really. Take that in and understand that and be kind to men. Please be kind to men. We're going to, we're going to be kind to you too, but you have to make an extra effort right now because they're telling you not to be. They're telling you we're worthless. It's really sad. We're not worthless. We're worth, we're all worth the same. We're all equal. And, and I don't care if it's patriarchy or oligarchy or matriarchy. It's still archy. And I don't want nobody arching over me and I don't want to be arching over you. Cause it's wrong. It's a pyramid structure. It's part of the city of London thing. And I'm not into it. We're all equals, man. That's just the way it is. So that's reality. And that's reality in nature too. check it out. There's nobody, you know, there's no, again, it's just a bunch of lies, you know, just a bunch of lies about reality. Correct. That's real reality. It's just, it's always been egalitarian. I mean, it, it, for example, Lakota culture, the hunter that kills the deer eats last. That's the way it is. You know, um, the giveaway ceremony that they have, the, I mean, the girl turns eight, nine years old, guy shows up, here's a pickup, you give him a pickup. And no thanks needed, the guy sometimes just does, goes away, doesn't accept credit for it. You know, like that, it's just like, what happened to that? So, we're just... We're, yeah, we come a long system, way from those days, yeah. Our value system has to change, and it, it can't be about self-aggrandizement, it can't be about me, 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 look what all I did, and... It has to be about right and wrong. It has to be about trying to do the right thing. And sometimes in this world, telling the truth, yeah, I mean, wow, it's it's just going to break people's eardrums because we're so far from the truth, see? But that's what we need to do, go around and break their eardrums if we have to. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> must uh, must tell the truth no matter how bad it hurts. That's Yeah, no matter how bad it hurts because right. uh, that's – look, in the end, in the final analysis, uh, no matter what happens, if they just – mow us down or if they complete this planet, whatever. There's, there's always truth, see, and truth matters. And that, and really we're, we are at a time where truth must be defended at all costs. And, and you may lose all your friends, you may lose family members, you may, you know, who knows, but it doesn't matter because, because yeah, truth matters and that's where God lies and that's where the light is. And we cannot go into this darkness. And the only way we're going to defeat this darkness is if enough people start telling the truth. And be brave, because it's going to take bravery. And it's going to take more bravery every passing day, because they're going to start, you know, targeting people who are just different, just different, have different ideas. They're already doing it. My stuff always gets blocked on Facebook, YouTube, already, big time. And I know a lot of people's stuff's getting, you know, targeted too. So they're already doing it. So they're going to try to ostracize us, isolate us, turn people against us, turn the mob on us, all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, you know, I mean, uh, it's just all superficial and, uh, it, you know, we have to go forward, uh, with God at our side, man, knowing that we're right and, um, uh, trying to unify people, trying to strengthen people, trying to get people to be strong. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's that what I, that's definitely what I would want to do here on this program is try to unite everyone out there since we definitely are one. You have to definitely look past the whole political spectrum. And actually go back to enjoying life and not worry what the anchor on television said to you 
and has completely influenced your way of thinking. Yeah, um, this is, yeah, this yeah. is, these, an, yeah, these yeah. anchors are basically, uh, actors just reading the teleprompter and they're not actually angry whatsoever. They live in a gated community. They are far from being angry, my friend. That's right. They're just, they're just liars. They're, they're well-paid liars. They're deceivers and lots of people don't even, the American people are sometimes so ignorant. They don't even realize they're being lied to. It's, yeah. it's quite a shame. That's the big thing is, uh, and right now the media is almost, you know, talk about, I mean, they're, they're leading the charge like against Russia with this whole Russiagate thing. See, it's not Trump they're after. It's Russia. They're just using Trump as a foil. And there's nothing to it. I mean, it's all lies, but it is city of London gate. If you check it out, if you check out the facts, you know, for example, uh, Trump did borrow money from Rothschild Incorporated to buy up Atlantic City, uh, beachfront. And then he went belly up after the whole Taj Mahal thing. Well, then guess who comes in? Wilbur Ross was the bond specialist for Rothschild Inc. And he's now commerce secretary. He's the one that negotiated Trump, you know, half of it. He cut his debt in half. So Trump went belly up and guess who got all that Atlantic City beachfront property? Well, the Rothschilds did. And so they set up Atlantic City gambling and they can run all their, their drug money through there and their pedophilia money and all their dirty money, just like they do in Vegas. And so there is that. And then Stephen Halp and, you know, Stephen Halper, this FBI mall, well, it turns out he's British intelligence, you know, and, and Trump even said himself that GCHQ was monitoring him during the election. So the British are the ones that, that are, that are doing this, not the Russians. And they're also the ones that did the, the poisoning of this, uh, tree ball, you know, in, in the UK. That was, that was British intelligence. They're the ones that do the fake gas attacks in Syria. With the Sarin, that's that's not the Russians or the Syrian government. That's British intelligence. See, it's the city of London, and that's the power center. It's not Washington. It's the city of London. They just use us as like this mercenary mercenary force, you know, this Hessianized mercenary force to uh, so our money, you know, we spend the money, our boys die, and then Royal Dutch Shell gets the first oil contract in Iraq, which they did, and BP gets the second, which they did. And we're just being used. I mean, we're just, so the, what I'm telling people is the attack is coming from the city of London. It's coming from the same people, the same crowd that we fought the Revolutionary War against in 1776. So while they got us hating Muslims or hating blacks or hating Democrats or hating Republicans or hating Russia or hating Iran or hating Syria or hating Venezuela, what we need to do is we need to turn our attention to the city of London. The same people we fought the American Revolution against. Remember those guys? Remember that King George thing? Right. Remember how we got our independence? No, nobody, nobody remembers. London that. is out of control, though, I must say. We're Anglophiles because, again, their media has brainwashed us. You notice how many commentators on the History Channel had Swedish accent? It's all to is to love them and think they're so intelligent, you know. And and it's like it's brainwashing. It's just that's the enemy brainwashing you. Wake up. You know, and, and people have to wake up. So half of this book is about the perpetrators and it's about that crowd. And half of this book again is about the agenda. But, but, uh, yeah. And again, just go to Amazon. Also, you can, you can subscribe free to my, uh, blog. I have a blog and, and again, just Google my name is the easy one, but it's also hendersonlefthook.wordpress.com if you want the URL and you can subscribe for free. This upper right corner, there's a little button that says subscribe for you and you'll get in your inbox, you'll get it. I, I write a column once a week and I, uh, do interviews with, 
you know, including this one, I'll post as soon as I get the link from you, Mike. Yeah, you're all over the place with the interviews. Yeah, yeah. So I, so you know, you can get that in your inbox if you want to keep up on, 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 you know, that stuff, and and that, and that's another way to do it. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's just crazy what they're doing, and we really have to wake up and to the brainwashing, just the the extent of it. I've never seen it so heavy in my whole life. Just how intense the brainwashing is right now. And um, yeah. how big the lies are getting. The lies are just getting bigger and bigger. And it's like, wow. You know, and people, some people, yeah, a lot of people believe it. And it, and um, they just, they won't snap out of it. But we just have to keep trying. And I do think more and more people are becoming aware. Yeah, that's true, they, though. More, more people know, are coming aware to a, a lot of what's going on around yeah. the world. And it's something that we don't really see that that very often. Um, yeah, no. People like us, we're, we're very low in numbers. This demographic is very low. Um, yeah, it's gaining though. And, it is gaining, that's true. And they're not going to tell you it's gaining, that's for sure. Uh, I do think though that that's part of the reason we're being attacked. I and mean, I, I do believe America is being attacked. And I do, I think a big part of the reason is because America's waking up faster than any country in the world to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember meeting a guy, an Australian guy in Laos when I was traveling in Laos um, in 2000, what was it, six maybe. He said, you know, it used to be because he's an old veteran traveler like me. And he's like, you know, it used to be just didn't want to meet Americans because, you know, the whole ugly American thing. And, you know, they weren't very sharp and they were kind of shallow. And he said, but man, this trip, you know, he said, man, I've been meeting so many tuned in Americans. It's like you guys are like, now you're like the smartest people in the world. And I feel the same way, and I've traveled 50 countries, and, and I feel the same way. Like, we really are leading this awakening that's going on in the world to this conspiracy that that's being, you know, we're being attacked. And so that's why we're being attacked. You know, it's the same reason they attacked Syria, because Syria, you know, is a socialist Arab republic. It's a government that rejects the Rothschild banking cartel. You know, Iran does the same thing. They reject that. Um, Venezuela, Cuba. All the enemies of the United States are just simply people that don't want to be under the thumb of these bankers. Yeah, well, look what happens to Saddam. Yeah, and Sudan's another one. And, and we're being attacked because we're we're aware. So I think that's a big part of why, like, the 5G and, and all that stuff is, is targeted more more so here. And the vaccines, you know, that stuff doesn't just go on anyway. That's amazing. And uh, another, thing, another thing I did want to mention here with you was – in regards to the whole um, ongoing legal battle with Alec Jones and the parents of the uh, Sandy Hook massacre or mm-hmm. shooting, whatever you want to call it. And I, I believe he, the parents are suing Alex for defamation. And this is interesting to me since Alex Jones's lawyer has said all sorts of different things in different cases. So I'm interested to see how he's going to defend this one. Yeah, I don't know much about that, honestly. Um, oh, it's I gonna be—it's gonna be overturned, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, at the by by the end of the day, but it is interesting because this is, um, this is a, a battle between, um, I guess, freedom of speech, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, sure. And what you can't, yeah. you know, what you can can't say. Um, this yeah, is a big, is. yeah, this is a really big battle here. So I am interested to see how this turns out. Definitely. Yeah, I'll have to tune into that. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know what's going on. I just get so busy and I just, I miss some of these things. But yeah, it's just probably another attack. And, and that's the thing. Uh, the alt, the alt media is definitely being attacked. And, um, 
you know, of course, um, but you know, we're just, I think we're growing in popularity all the time too. So, you know, so what? It's a war. Okay. Look, I mean, look, if they declared the war, um, we can do one or two things. We can run away with our tail between our legs and hide, or we can fight. So I'm going to fight. You're going to fight. Here we are fighting and Alex will fight and all these people will fight. And, but we got to be unified. We just got to be unified. That's the thing. And, um, so, you know, we got to keep it there and we got to keep it real. And we, we really got to stay unified. You know, that's what I feel. And no matter what your politics are or whatever, it's going to come down to, you're going to have some strange bedfellows here pretty soon. Some strange, like a lot of the people reading this book right now are evangelical Christians, you know, and that's, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? And, and I'm, I'm like, great, man. I'll be your buddy. I'll be your friend. Oh, anybody that that's a decent person right now. I will work with you. Are you? I don't care about. It. I don't have a label. Uh, Dean, do you do you do you consider yourself a a, a Christian man, an evangelical? Well, I, mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe I am, but I mean, I really, it's not like. I mean, I I I don't know. I learned a lot from my growing up Christian. I also learned a lot from the Indians. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Native Americans. I also learned a lot from the Buddhists in India and Thailand and traveling over there. So I just I'm just. I'm just like, um, I'm, I think that's too, too, too exclusive or not inclusive enough to call myself a Christian. Let's put it that way. Understood. I think I'm more mm-hmm. than that. You know, I think, I think we all need to be more than that, but I mean, I am that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Jesus was a rebel. Jesus was, was, was hung on a cross by these same people that we're talking about. The exact same families. The Habsburgs have the spirit of destiny that killed him. They're, they're now the kings of Spain, Belgium, Portugal. Many places, they're part of the city of London, black nobility crowd, for sure, a big part of it. Yeah, so, of course, I'm a Christian, but I'm more than that. Understood, and, and yes. Think, again, mm-hmm. I'm about unity. I want to bring everybody into the fold. My yeah, way I is love not that. better than your way, okay? You know, yes. all, as long as you're willing to, to, to do the right thing and, and just to try to do the right thing, then, then we really, I, I want to unify people at a bigger level. Uh, understood. Yes. And Dean, what, what's your view on the afterlife? Well, my view is who knows, because if anybody says they know, they're lying. Right, <laughs> but, I agree, yes. But, but I do tend to believe that um, that it goes on for sure, and that, you know, I mean, that, that that's just, I just think this is kind of like the Lakota say, this is like the shadow world, and this is just a kind of a hologram world that maybe it's not even real, and that the real world is 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 way deeper and way much, you know, better than this. Yeah, once we unplug from this one. Yeah, and once we and once we die, we're probably going to go there if, if we're good people. I think if we're not good people, and this is where it gets dicey, some people think one thing and another, but I think if you're not a good person, you're not just automatically going to go there. You're going to have to pay some kind of – you're going to have to make a stop somewhere. Maybe you're going to be a beggar in New Delhi if you're really not a nice person. You know, Maybe you're going to have to relive this life. That's what the Buddhists tend to believe is if you don't achieve dharma, you're just going to have to live it over and over and over, the same thing, different bodies, same thing. Um, that's kind of what they believe. Um, you know, heaven and hell, I don't know, create your own heaven and hell right here on earth for that matter. But I, but I do think it goes on. I think, um, I think it's infinite, you know, I mean, that's my personal opinion, but honestly, nobody knows. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And and Dean, um, how, well, you know, I'm I'm curious to know if you're open-minded towards ETs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a pretty negative view of them generally. Uh, this, which is, I, you know, do you? I, mean, I kind of do. Yeah. I mean, well, and see, it just depends, but like to me, like, um, anything alien 
is kind of like I'm, you know, I'm I'm an, I'm into the natural world, the natural law, and anything that's alien. Now I'm not saying there's not good, you know, what you would call ETs, but I would consider those to be more like angels, I guess. Ah, uh, you know? yes. And I and 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 then I look at like the aliens as like more like the Anunnaki, who definitely could play into this history, the whole Sumerian thing. And I write about this a little bit in the book too. I got one chapter in the book. It's called Dirty Money and the Anunnaki, because was you know was the snake in the Garden of Eden? Did that represent the Anunnaki? Um, you know, there's a lot of big questions about this, but I, but if, you know, the Anunnaki, man, I mean, their, their whole thing was they were doing DNA experiments on us. They were enslaving us to mine their gold, according to the Sumerian clay tablets, according to Jeremiah Sitchin and David Icke and others. Um, that's not cool to enslave people. That's not cool to, uh, do DNA experiments on people. So they can't be nice. And, um, so mostly in my view of that kind of stuff, it's not good. Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying there's not like what you might call ETs, but I would just consider them to be more like angels, you know, more like gods, angels and your ancestors, <laughs> you know, maybe they're your ancestors that are, are flying around in space trying to help you. It's, it's very complicated, I think. But, um, but I think one of the interesting things you see now is like Stephen Greer and some of these, I don't know, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> David Wilcott. Yeah. Lots a lot of these people, people. want to believe that somehow the aliens are good. And that we're bad. I think this is part of Agenda 21 because I think they're trying to convince people that human beings are so bad, you know, that we have to be taken over by aliens or something. You know, yeah, some people so even bad. say these are demonic beings. I think they're demonic beings. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those the Anunnaki and so forth. I think are demonic beings. Yeah, some people will say that. Yeah, I do, and 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 I think we're the human beings are being attacked on many fronts, and one of the fronts being attacked is to diminish us and say, oh, we're not. The aliens are so much better. We're, we're causing nuclear war. They have to come and stop us. Yeah, right. No, that's just enslavement, man. And that's and been said since. Yeah, yeah, that sort of rhetoric has been repeated for so long. Wow. Um, I, yeah. I talked to lots of people who claim to have been abducted, and mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of times they tell me that some of the messages that was um, relate to them. They they have to do with world peace and pol- pollution and. This and that, it's kind of always the same Eastern type of, Eastern philosophy type yeah, of... Yeah, um, it's kind of flaky to me, you know. Like, yeah, a lot of it is, but then there's some cases that really do make you wonder if mm-hmm. it is possible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, if somebody was abducted and they didn't just, like, cut them open and, you know, abuse them, and maybe it's just you had an experience with God, you know, is what happened there. You never know. Maybe it it's possible. You know, maybe, you know, but, but if they're just going to like experiment on you and stuff and then they're going to tell you, Oh, we're going to help you out. Well, that's just a crock. And that's, that just sounds more like an MK out there, CIA abduction. I think the military does a lot of this stuff, abducts people too. I don't, I don't know, know so much if it's aliens doing this as it is our own, like military, the creepy people. I know the pedophile malchus is huge and they abduct kids all the time. All these milk carton kids are going to the Rothschild and. And all these sick people. That, yeah, well, let's. Was, I think the Bronfman heiress got taken down. That was good. Yeah, Dean, but, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of that quickly here. It, it seems like that's kind of this um, strange theme that we have these um, Hollywood elite very into drinking the blood of children, uh, according to uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> did Mel Gibson say that? He I did say that. that. What was that all about? He, <laughs> he came out of nowhere with that comment. I don't know, but I love Mel Gibson. That's man. pretty heavy. <laughs> that is heavy. Yeah, 
I mean, he's brave. See, Braveheart. Yeah, he really is Braveheart. And um, those Lethal Weapon movies were really right on. Isn't he fantastic? He's a good guy, right? And he takes a lot of crap for it, but that's what happens. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, they're they're so sick. These people. Are oh, so by the sick. way, Dean, I gotta say, holy crap! How did he ever come back to Hollywood with some of the things that he was caught saying? Um, I know. Holy he was in crap! A movie lately. I, was, I was shocked, and I was like, "Wow, they let him back in." That's know? what I'm saying. Because look, you have like the the comedians who made these remarks. They, you know, you have Louis C.K. who kind of, you know, right. kind of did something bad there, but. Um, it's, he's even going to make a return, I'm pretty sure. And, and I always wonder how long is it going to be until we see the return of these people that were alleged to have done this or that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but they're right. I mean, he's right. There's, there's a creepy network of people out there and they do some weird stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that Ronald Bernard guy. He's kind of doing the rounds. He's like this banker who's probably Illuminati and he, uh, defected and, he says the Mason project is to turn us all into batteries. And he said basically what they're doing is, uh, like to get him up the ladder. He was, he was managing all the dirty money in the Caribbean for these rich people out of Switzerland. And, and he said that, uh, you know, they started telling you, you got to put your conscience in the freezer is how he put it. And then, you know, they did all these weird things and they took them all these black masses and stuff. And then it came to the point where they wanted him to partake in this child sacrifice. And that's when he was like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And, you know, then he went rogue, and now he's telling his story kind of all over. He's been all over the Internet, which is great, good for him. But, no, these people are really sick, man. They they are so sick. And um, I don't know. They may be Anunnaki hybrids. That's what Ike says, and I, and I would not be surprised. It would make me feel a lot better if they were, because I, I have a hard time accepting that human beings could act like that. That's yeah. true. My goodness, I, I'm with you on that one. And, of course... Yes. Um, to wrap up the um, rest of this uh, interview with you, I did want to just bring up the war on drugs with you and where you stand with this. People are still oblivious to the drug and arms trafficking um, that has been going on with our government since the beginning. Um, yeah. Or even in more modern times, you could even look at uh, Eric Holder, if you recall that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric Holder, he's, he's, resp- he's responsible for a lot, um, in the past couple of years here, but, um, there, you know, there's plenty of, um, examples of this, like, uh, the whole Iran Contra, um, mm-hmm. scandal, yeah. and which you were there, you know all about this. Yeah. So, there, yeah. So how there do you, was, yeah, how do you feel about the war on drugs currently right now, since we, we still a, are seeing a, this? It's a fake. There's no war on drugs. That's fake. It's all, it's all front. They just want to wipe out competition because the CIA runs all the drugs and the MI6 and the Mossad run all the drugs and they just don't like competition. Coca-Cola still imports Coke, Coca leaves into Americans. You know that? And they have a license to do so. If you go to the FDA website, you can, you can find out how you can get a license to import Coca leaves into America, but they're not going to give you one. But it's all, the war on drugs is, is just a cartel protection racket. It's a way to protect the monopolies, you know, and, and, and protect the cartels. And the British Crown, the city of London is at the epicenter of all the drug trafficking. That's why they need the secret societies like the Freemasons, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Kabbalists, because they hide all this stuff. They hide the pedophilia. Oh yeah, let's not forget the, uh, CIA drugs for guns trade exactly. in Central That's America. <laughs> yes. Mexico. Why do you think Mexico is just bathed in blood? Because the CIA uses it to run drugs through there. It's in my book, Big Oil and the Bankers. Uh, I talk a lot about 
You know, the, t- the big title is Big Oil and the Bankers in the Persian Gulf. I need, to re- I need to read that one. Intelligence, Narcotics, and Terror Network. So I talk a lot about the drug trade in Afghanistan, Colombia, and then who's really benefiting. And it's just the elites again. And all this war on drugs is just a phony way to get more guns to law enforcement, to crack down on competitors, to criminalize, you know, guys that smoke a joint or whatever and throw them away for 30 years in some slave prison because prisons are just modern slavery. You know, mostly black, and it's just they figured out how to basically modernize slavery. There's still slavery in this country. It's called our prison system, and a lot of those guys are in there for nothing, just because of the war on drugs. So it's it's really bad. It's uh, it's just terrorism, you know, organized terrorism of the state. And yeah, meanwhile the CIA and the British Crown they run all the drugs. So that's that's what I think of the war on drugs. It's phony. I agree with you. CIA sponsored terrorist wars in many countries, uh, time and time again. And, uh, speaking of, oh wait, I believe we will be joined by a caller right now, if that's okay with you. Sure. I think, I think they might have a question for you, so let's bring them in now. Uh, Star, you are on with myself and, uh, Dean Henderson. Did you have a question for Dean? Hi, Mike. Hi, Dean. Uh, yes, the, the uh, the ICE controversy going on right now, President Trump is working so hard to keep ICE going, uh, and he has gotten already deported or jailed a huge, well, a big portion of MS-13, which was responsible for shipping a lot of drugs into our country. And I kind of count that as a, not a, obviously not a total when we have a long way to go, but at least visible progress for us, would you say? Yeah, I think so. And I think the election of, uh, Obrador in Mexico is, is even more important. And apparently yeah. him and Trump are getting along really well. Uh, but that's an interesting case we were talking about earlier, unity. Well, Obrador is, is from the old line PRD party, the left, and he got sick of them because they were dinosaurs out, kind of like the Democrats did. So he formed an alliance with this, uh what's it called, the Social Enterprise Party or something, but it's a right-wing party. And then another left-wing party uh, is in that alliance, People's Party. But it's an alliance of like kind of a radical left and radical right. So it's very interesting. And it's very much kind of like the five-star movement in Italy. And that's the model we need to do. You know, we need to get together like that, I think, in this country and have a whole new party of people that just can use their brains. But, no, no, it's a good question. I think you're right. I think it's progress. I think uh, I think uh, Obrador's election is also progress. And hopefully they're just going to have to clean up Mexican government because it, all the drugs, all the corruption is the – it's official corruption, you know, from the military on all the way up to the – God, secretary, you know, all cabinet secretaries have been implicated. Hell, uh, President Salinas was implicated in this. I mean, you know, way back, not too long ago. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And right. like you said, it's the drug cartels have been connected with the CIA for all, yes. for a long time, even before we realized it. The, yeah. actually, I think the, the quote, war on drugs was more of a, a price war between different cartels. But anyway, um. you know, I really I really got into the whole Iran-Contra scandal once I interviewed um, drug trafficker Freeway Ricky Ross, the real one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you yeah. know, I talked to him off air about a lot of these things. And 
you know, he's actually in trouble right now for a few things still. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's, that's that Iran Contra. If you, if you couldn't see it there, I mean, that was, that was it. And then there was BCCI after that. And it's always been about drugs. Why do you think we have an opioid epidemic in this country? It's called the war in Afghanistan. Don't forget Bill Clinton as well with Mina, Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Mina, Arkansas, chapter four of my big oil book. It's called Little, Little Old Airstrip in Arkansas. Isn't it funny how quiet everyone is about that? No one ever brings that up ever. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, ask Barry Seal about it. Well, he's dead now. He can't, but yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they're training contras there too and everything. And so, no, it's just the way it goes, you know, and that's why Colombia is like our only ally in South America and they have no national debt, you know, because coca. And, um, that is why we're in Afghanistan. It's the main reason is drugs. It's not, I mean, there's pipelines too. There's a Chevron, Unical pipeline thing going on, but it's mainly the drugs. It's mainly the opium monopoly. And that's why we were in Vietnam before that. And that's why the opium production shifted from the Golden Triangle, Golden Triangles, you know, Thailand, Laos, Burma, up in there, to the Golden Crescent. And we all know right. how we got into Vietnam now. Yeah, well, that's that's where they had it. My goodness. Then, yeah, they moved to the Golden Crescent, where Iran, Pakistan, and Afghanistan, that's the Golden Crescent. And it, and it moved right as the Vietnam War was winding down. And, and what they do? Reagan funded the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. And they started it all up again. Now Dubai, Dubai, the reason Dubai has all the shiny buildings and just fabulous wealth in the United Emirates, Dubai has become the new Hong Kong, which was the bank money laundering center for Vietnam. Well, now Dubai, see, Dubai is the money laundering center for the Golden Crescent heroin. Yeah, and it's all the British banks that launder it. Uh, Standard Chartered, HSBC. HSBC is the dirtiest bank in the world. Hong Kong Shanghai Bank Corporation. It's also the biggest bank in the world and it's British. It's owned by all the, yeah, the lords and the dukes and the aristocrats of England. And they're the ones that launched, that prosecuted the opium wars in China way back in the 1800s. They've been doing this a long time. You know, Mahatma Gandhi was once imprisoned for, uh, what was it called? Uh, impeding the revenue, I think it was called, but he was protesting the opium, uh, trade way back then. And they put him in jail for impeding the revenue. <laughs> you know, so they were growing opium in India and exporting it to China and stringing out the Chinese so they could conquer China. And that was HSBC, biggest bank in the world as of today. And Great. by the way, Dean, I got to ask you, where do you stand with uh, cannabis laws currently right now? I think they should legalize it. I think they, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of a left libertarian, so. I think you should legalize all that stuff. You're going to have, you just take the criminal element out of it. Legalize cocaine, legalize whatever, legalize it all. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I smoke some weed. Yeah, it's fine. But the other stuff I stay away from. But you know, I just think legalize it because again, it takes the criminal element out of it, takes the guns out of it, takes the big money out of it, the mafia, the CIA, you know, so just legalize it. Right. And Star, how do you feel about that? Do you think we should legalize drugs in America? Uh, I think. Herbs should have been legal a long time ago. Uh, right. Uh, the hard stuff should be in, if it were prescription, well, it is already prescription, at least until we can get it off the streets, which we are doing, we're beginning. We're getting a foothold on it now. Uh, I'd like to see it continue to be illegal. Heavy, heavy, Punishment for the cartel when they're caught, um, um, what do you call it? rehab 
places for people who have been victimized by it uh, and to get their lives back together. So, yeah, I, I think the heavy stuff should be, uh, still should be illegal. And I have one more quick question for Dean, and then I, I'll take the answer off the air. Yes. Hey, Dean, if you've heard of Q, I would like to get your opinion. Oh, and cool. that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thank you Bye-bye. very much, sir. Good night. Um, yeah, QAnon, I don't know. Um, I hope it's real. <laughs> I hope it's real. I just don't know. Um, it, 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 they, they know, you know, if it's real, then, then Trump, uh, seem, you know, he, maybe he's, maybe he is going to do the right thing. Maybe he is going to, you know, take care of all these thugs. And, and he has done some stuff. I mean, this, this Bronfman, uh, heiress that went down last week, that was pretty big, you know, part of this pedophile network. And that the Bronfmans, see, they're like the Rockefellers of Canada. I mean, they're they're the lieutenants of the Rothschilds that pretty much run Canada, and they own like uh, Trump and Jays and East Dome Expos, and you know they own all they own a lot of big stuff, uh, Royal Bank of Canada, you know. And so that was a big thing, and that was a federal bust. And like this lady's saying, they're trying to get rid of the M- MS-13. Star was saying out of the border areas with this ice, so. You know, there, there is some stuff going on where he does seem to be going after these guys. And that's kind of what QAnon is all about is they're saying, you know, Trump's a good guy. He's the white hat. He's, he's going to go get him. So I don't know. I hope it's real. I just don't know. Um, the evidence, uh, has, you know, the really honestly, the jury's still out on it, you know, yeah, I just Trump don't know either too, like deregulated mining companies and, and, you know, handed the stuff over to corporations and privatized stuff that shouldn't have been in. He's done a lot of bad stuff too, uh, and I don't, you know, I just don't trust billionaires, frankly. I don't either. I'm with you. I hope hope they're real. I really do. I I really do. Yes, I really do myself. And one of my biggest concerns about Trump was his uh, ties with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure some of those audio clips he has uh, when he's talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a red herring. You know, that's what I wonder. Is it all just a red herring to kind of keep us, you know, hoping it's going to happen? And then kaboom, here comes 5G and we're all enslaved. And Trump was just like the Trump card. Get it? <laughs> you know? Right, and right. That's why I worry about Cause he isn't, he isn't half to the Rothschilds. I mean, he owes him money. The only, the only thing is if he bites him, you know, if he just turns on him. Cause that, cause he owes him money and that's probably why he's president. I was just about to tell you that, Dean. I think he's probably, one of the ones where you would say he owes. Yeah, he owes. He, he owes. owes yeah, I think so too. Yeah. He owes. So, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of if he has the conscience to go against them. But, but I don't know. Like I say, you know, he met with Putin. He's going to meet again. That's all good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good things going on. He quit funding the white helmets, I guess, in Syria. He's kind of worn down that war in Syria. He made peace with North Korea. I do like the tariffs because that's how he used to fund this country. That's why we had to pay income tax nowadays because they quit doing tariffs on big corporations. So we had to pay the income tax now as of 1913. That was part of the Federal Reserve thing that Woodrow Wilson did. And um, so I do like some of the stuff he's doing. So we'll see. I I, I wish him all the best uh, if he's a good guy. And if he's not, we'll fight him to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, me too. You know, um no matter who is the president, I will definitely defend 
defend them against anyone from yeah. a foreign land, no doubt. He's our president. Yeah, That's he's, he's our about. president, even, even though some people will find him to be idiotic at times, but yeah. he's my idiot, so I'm going to yeah. fight you for him. Well, that's what I think, too, and that's why it's disgusting when people make death threats against him and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that, that's, mean, too, just, that's too far. You know, I, I too, it's too yeah, much. Too it's too that's much. I mean. You shouldn't, you shouldn't really get involved that far in where you would want to commit violence against someone yeah. else because they have opposing yeah. uh, views and perspectives. Like, yeah. yeah, we can make people do that. It's, like I say, it's almost like some kind of MK Ultra thing. <laughs> I don't know, but. People are going a little nutty, so everybody just needs to stay calm, and, and we gotta wish him the best. He's our president. And it and, doesn't and, help. It doesn't help, Dean, that uh, Obama. It seems like he's going to go back and, and uh, try to get in the race. It seems like. Really. That's I what I'm reading. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just never learn. I mean, well, actually, they do learn. They just they're just controlled by the same corporate forces. I mean, that's oh, why right. Bernie. You know, he was. Really, the, the mainline Democrats would rather see um, a Republican win it than Bernie win it, you know, because he was going to really upset the apple cart economically. And in the end, you know, Republicans and Democrats, those, that, those parties at the very top, okay, one of them might be like a social conservative, one of them might be like a social liberal, but economically, they're all bought and paid for by the same corporations, and, and they're all kind of economic fascists that just want to continue to consolidate wealth in the hands of the few. And, and so, you know, in the end, I mean, people have to know that. And that's where we have to unify in a class struggle against these billionaires and trillionaires. Yeah. Another thing that is outrageous is that he is getting, um, certain information from Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's a little odd. Yeah. He needs you know, to stay away from those people. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> In my opinion, I mean, I, I don't know everything at all. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but those two. I think you got it right. Good Lord. But, yeah, I hear you, Michael, but, but yeah, I should probably, uh, I should yeah. probably wrap it up. Here, yeah, we should uh, wrap it up here and. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, man, it's getting late here on old central time zone and I know I'm keeping my wife awake. We have a real small house with like a one. It's like a one-room house, so I'm keeping her awake, you know. So yeah, you're keeping her up. Let, let her, let her know she has my best regards and everyone out there. Uh, definitely supports you. Lots of people definitely have reached out to me in regards to having you on the program. Very happy to have you here. Great. I really appreciate that and, and all the best to your family too, Michael and the listeners and, and everybody and just, uh, appreciate you having me on here, you know. Yes, and and one more time, go ahead and, and plug anything you'd like before I cut you free here. Oh, sure. Uh, thanks. Just like I say, if you want to subscribe to my blog, uh, easiest way, Google my name, Dean Henderson. You'll see left hook, weekly whack at the global oligarchy, and you can subscribe free upper right hand. There's a button. Otherwise, if you're interested in my books, uh, this new one or any of the other ones, I got one called The Federal Reserve Cartel, one called Sticking It to the Matrix, which is kind of how to get out of the system at a young age and not work a real job, which is it's a pretty cool book. And then one called The Great Fallen Rich, which is a travel book of all my travels. And they're all at Amazon. Again, just type in my name at Amazon. And um and I really uh again appreciate you having me, Michael. Clockwise my friend, we'll do it again in the near future. And yeah, I, yeah I hope you have a good evening evening there, my friend. 
Thanks very much. And you too, Michael. Good night. All right. Good night. Take care. And uh, there goes my guest, Dean Henderson. He was fantastic, right? Great little interview there. And of course, part two coming up after this break. Don't go anywhere. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. Go. In five, four, three. And welcome back to the program. So good to see so many of you still out there. And of course, I'm joined by another soul right now. Vanessa, what's going on? Oh, hello, Michael Deacon. Ooh, full name. Yeah. It's serious. It, well, I, it better be. My goodness. And of course, <laughs> I have to say, there was so much trouble going on last week, Vanessa, with trying to get the internet going here. I missed a whole week. Well, we missed you. I know. I missed you and I missed getting behind the microphone here. And I I got several questions about it, but I thought, well, instead of just going over them individually here, I'll just tell everyone what's going on, really. Um, I was fighting with my Internet service provider, uh, but we worked it out and we hashed it out. And now I'm back on board with them. But who knows? Maybe I'll I'll, uh, jump ships eventually. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) I know you're like, what? (laughs) I know all this. I know you already know this, this sort of thing, but the listeners out there, they don't know what's going on. But yeah, I, I went back and forth with a few different people, different internet service providers, especially those who work for AT&T. Um, very nice people, actually. They're operators and some of the people that actually worked there in the store. Very helpful. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to be using their service no, you're going to stick to the old one? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Spectrum. Yeah? Yeah, I don't really have a choice. I, I have to stick with the whole old song and dance for now, but eventually I'll, I'll make that switch. But regardless, here we are. I'm very excited about this. I'm I'm glad to be talking to you. Um, the previous guest, I'm not sure what happened. He's MIA. No one knows where Robert went. He sort of disappeared in thin air. Oh, how exciting. I know. It's kind of <laughs> mysterious, but it's the truth. No one knows what the hell happened. Wow. For all well, I know, he sad. could be asleep. So Yeah, he fell asleep. He's Let's probably asleep. <laughs> yeah, he's in in Holland. Oh, yeah, he's sleeping. What yeah. time is it there? I believe right now it would have been 6, 7 a.m., Oh, he's five, six for sure. Around that time. Yeah, he's getting his best sleep right now. Oh yeah, I'm sure he really is. And <laughs> it would be a, a great time to do that at this hour, like a normal person, even though I'm up at those hours at times. Me too. Five a.m. You know, that's kind of my time to shine. Yeah, that's when you're 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 at your best. I'm like at my peak at that hour. Yeah, I know this. Yes, you know, you know what's going on. And for those out there who missed the previous episode, of course, you can go and look that up on YouTube or on MichaelDeacon.com. I'll take you to the same place. And of course, I'm happy to announce that, of course, the program is back on iTunes. 
and various platforms. Lots of people still emailing me about that. And I'm finally proud to say that it's out there. So go and get that. Yeah, I get the notification that you uploaded. For? iTunes. Oh, for, oh, okay. You're on iTunes. Yeah. I'm stuck on an Android for now. So I don't know what's going on with, with the whole iTunes thing. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad it's working now. I guess because I'm subscribed to you, I guess it lets me know when you upload. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm, I'm glad you're on board. And, um, I was curious because I, I never really asked anyone about the whole iTunes thing, if it's actually working. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. Thank God. All of that has been a goddamn mess as well. And Vanessa, mm-hmm. since of course you are the official Florida correspondent, there was some funny news this week. That's me, the Florida correspondent. That's right. <laughs> a Florida man took a five-foot alligator on a beer run. Did you see that? Yes, I did. What do you make of that? Are you even surprised at all since it is Florida? And not at all. What I was surprised was that he didn't know where the alligator came from. That's a good question. He doesn't even remember where the yeah, alligator like, came from. Yeah, like how do you from. grab an alligator and just like run around with it? He must have been really hammered or something. Yeah. Maybe on some pills. Lucky. He was probably on pills, right? Drinking, boozing on on the pills and. Yeah, his eyes looked a little red, a little glossy. Oh, that's right. There's a photo of him right here. There's a video. Oh, he's trashed. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Have you, did you ever go through that sort of phase at all in any time in life where you like pop the pill or something? No, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. No, I haven't. (laughs) You're, I missed out on that. I did miss out on it. Yes. But you had friends, correct? That were into the whole pill popping thing. Mm, more like family. <laughs> oh, more. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, friends, just weed and stuff. But like, no, I'm I've never really been a substance person. Like, I'm just I am who I am. <laughs> Understood. Earlier, we were talking about the whole uh, cannabis uh, law thing going on right now. Lots of places are legalizing marijuana for recreational use. Uh, there's already 30 states, I recall, for medical marijuana, but now nine officially for recreational use. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think your, I think Florida has legal medical marijuana, if I remember well, correctly. Well, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And do yeah. you have no problems with that, right? No, people do it anyways. Yeah, I think it's time to sort of let that go already. Yeah, I don't think people should, like, get in trouble for it and stuff, you know? I don't either. I'm with you on that. It's just, yeah. it's insane how much money, though, is being generated uh with, with the sales and, and medical marijuana and these dispensaries, rather. Mm-hmm. I'm in the wrong business. No. Yeah, probably. <laughs> these people make a ton of money. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. Like, how about, like, the edibles? Is that what you, like, is that what you think is good? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, just in general, the whole. Oh, in general. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean. Well, to be honest with you, not 
not too many people out here in this area because well, I'm not exactly sure why, but there, there's more people that do other things. You know, they, they smoke it. Lots of people aren't really into the whole edible thing out here. Um, okay. I ran into a few, well, I, I shouldn't say a few. I, I've only talked to one or two different owners of these delivery services out here where I live. Um, there's no physical storefront, mm-hmm. but there are delivery services in, in this area. And yeah, I mean, here, since it's still illegal, mm-hmm. there's delivery services, too. <laughs> yeah. They'll meet, you, they'll meet you at the Taco Bell parking, parking lot. <laughs> they'll park next to you, and they'll, like, swap it in. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Cash or credit cards are accepted. <laughs> and yes. it, it's it's remarkable how all of this has come to, come to fruition. I never thought I'd see it uh, this way. Uh, where everything you'd want is on a menu. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's it's a pretty amazing time. And going back to what I was saying about the whole edible thing, um, according to the owner of one of these establishments, um, he doesn't really sell too too many. No. No. People like to smoke it. People They're like old yeah. People yeah. People are more old fashioned out here. Really? You definitely like that's to smoke That's like the bad here. part. Like, that's what makes it bad, you know? I mean, you smoke it. I think, yeah, I think anything you smoke is not overall good the, for your health. Yeah. Even worse if it was, like, tobacco, however. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but were I you, think Were you ever a general, smoker, by the way? No, never. I've never smoked a cigarette before. Ooh, you know, I, I can't. You see, I'm like an, I get I'm lightheaded. Like an innocent child. I, I get lightheaded. I, I tried once. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I, I'm, I'm just not into it, you know? And I, I don't think it looks good. Like, I don't think. I mean, everyone you know, gets I, lightheaded, but I mean, I, I just, I think I go a little over than yeah. normal people. Yeah, it makes me like really sick. Really? Yeah, I can't That's even weird. be around the smell too for, for very long. Yeah, I'm just not into it. I'm hypersensitive to it for some reason. Although I think a guy smoking like a tobacco or like a cigar is hot. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. Yeah, you're very obsessed with Arnold. Um, what, what is going on with, with the governor? He's filming Terminator 6. He's in Budapest. <laughs> He's in Budapest right now? Yeah, yeah, that's where they're filming, um, Terminator 6. The hell for? Why, why so far? Jesus. I don't know. Maybe it's like really cheap or something. Terminator 6. Yeah. You know, those are words I never heard or I never thought I would ever hear anyone say to me. Um, Terminator 6, Michael. (laughs) Holy shit. I mean, everything now is being rebooted or remade or there's sequels to everything now. The first, the first image from the next Terminator film has confirmed that Lim- Linda Hamilton will return. A Sarah Connor? Right. And yeah. I'm looking at that photo now. She's still rocking the short hair and she still looks the same. Yeah, she looks hot. I mean, Not much has changed like with her. But she's hot. Yeah, she's, she's got the whole ma- masculinity thing going on. Um, not, not too much of the female 
energy going on right there. It's more of a manly type thing. Nothing wrong with that. No. I, I don't hate against the, the lesbians out there. <laughs> Plenty of lesbians listen to the program. It's okay. Oh, we're, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. I don't, I don't hate anyone out there. It's okay. There, there's no hate in my heart. No, not at all. No, I still, I still have love for, for everyone out there. We are all one. Wow. Well, that's like it's a just, cult. That's like culty. It, it's very Jonestown, right? Yeah. Gotta make everyone drink the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid, yeah. He was um an interesting guy, right? That Jim Jones guy. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of those like. Um, he was pretty funny. Those YouTube videos. Those coats. Uh, those coats are something else. They. They. It, it's interesting who gets, who really gets attached into those things, right? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, it's kind of like religion, you know? Yeah, because, well, they add elements of religion to try to entrap those out there because, as you know, religion is constantly used to control and manipulate. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I can never fall for anything like that. You're not a religious person either, are you? Not at all. No. And I've had people around me, like very religious, but I've never. I don't know. You never fall into that, in right? Heart. You got hate in your heart. You haven't let it go yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. No, you don't have hate in your heart, right? I actually once went to church and mm-hmm. someone told me that I had like, hate, like kind of like they told me I had hate in my heart. You had hate in your heart, yeah. I never went back. You never you. went back. No, never. Do you, Do you resent your your parents at all? No, I mean my parents never. Have you like, for, Have you forgiven them? For what? <laughs> For anything that you felt they've done wrong. No, I have not. No, I'm just kidding. Well, not really. I mean, well, my dad is mm-hmm. like, you know, who is my, like, where, no, I know who he is, but like, where is but he? But he wasn't in that your life, saying? right? No, he wasn't in my life, yeah. I no. understand. Yeah, I have hate in my heart. A little bit, right? <laughs> A little. Tiny bit. But it's like, okay, I though. Admit, I admit it. It's okay, you know? It's okay. <laughs> but as as long as you... You know that you know he he did the best he could in his own in his own no, ways. No, he didn't. <laughs> well, you never know. He that maybe that was the best he could do. You, you don't you don't know that. Okay. So you just have to just sort of forgive him for his own yeah. faults. I mean, he's not important. Like I don't care. He's no, just I mean, like, he, he's that's not. the I'm thing. He's just him, like, exactly. Yeah. He's just a human. Is what I'm trying exactly. to get at. I get it. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. He's just a regular guy. And, and that's another thing. You can't depend on anyone really. You have to first depend on yourself. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But it'll mess you but up. Just it'll understand. You, up. you know what I mean? Just understand he's just a human. Yeah. Don't think beyond that. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize that, that my parents, they're just regular people. They make mistakes. They, they're just, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. Can't really put them on a pedestal. Look, it got very serious. It really did. It got really <laughs> dim. Yeah, like, um, you know, it got dark. A little dark. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. And that happens. But we have every no hate then. in our heart. No, we, we don't. And I'm glad you don't. You have to let everything go, uh, to progress in life, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I agree with that. Yeah, and it took me a long time to to do that as well because 
having to deal with these internet service providers, it really did bring some of the hate <laughs> back into my heart. I didn't think that was going to be like the <laughs> Neither did I. I was without the internet for a stretch of time there, needless oh, to say. How did you feel? Did you feel 90? It, I felt terrible, kind of. It wasn't really that enjoyable. It was rather annoying. Well, you know, like, did you feel like clean, like cleansed? I like felt like kind of a little bit cleansed, but then I kind of just felt like like that pregnant woman who got kicked in the stomach by by that police officer in Florida. Okay. Forcing her to give birth. That's kind of how I felt. Okay, that, wow. okay that's maybe a little too dramatic. Yeah, that's, that's, I know that, that's, that's too much, but, um, that's what happened over there at North Miami Beach. Uh, that's that, close to me, you see? Oh, I didn't even know that. That's, cl- that's more like the stuff that happens here, you know? Well, Less gators in beer, for beer runs. For beer more, runs. <laughs> more pregnant women getting kicked in the stomach. Holy shit. But yeah, that's apparently that's what happened with uh some police officer who is facing some sort of felony charge after allegedly kicking a woman who was eight months pregnant in the stomach. That is, that's crazy. That is insane. Wow. That's, that's fucked wow, up. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. He I, got hate in his heart. He's, he definitely has a lot of hate in his heart. Yeah. And of course, since we are here at this time, I do want to take this time to appreciate those outside of America, uh, those international listeners. I've been checking the stats here, and I'm still amazed. The Netherlands and Canada and the UK are still very much in tune with the program. It's it's quite fascinating. Anybody from, like, Austria, from Arnold's land? No? A good question. Let me let me check real fast. <laughs> Let's see. You know, I don't really think there's that many people from there who listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for checking. <laughs> well, I'm checking now. Don't worry. I'm going to get the whole thing pulled up here. Yeah, you know what? That's not one of the countries who are in the top ten, so I don't. Uh, they're not I on the list. I think you need to mention. You need to mention more. You know, more Arnold to get yeah, them in. Yeah, you know, might as well just read off the top ten since we're we're here on this little segment. Um, check this out. This is insane. Top countries by listener minutes. The number one country right now in terms of listener minutes, Vanessa, mm-hmm. is Germany. Wow. I wonder if it's because I'm always saying, Guten Morgen. Maybe. I, I, I think that kind of won them over. <laughs> Maybe you should start saying like all kinds of things. From you know, other yeah, languages. I should start saying good morning in different languages. See, you should start saying it in Spanish. <laughs> in Spanish. Well, you know what? Speaking of which, Mexico yeah. is number six, which is kind of remarkable, remarkable because they've never at any time ever been on the top ten list. So I'm like, God damn, who the hell in Mexico is listening to this? Hola. I know, hola. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And, of course, number two is um, is uh, the U.S. Big shocker, yeah. right? Wow. And, of course, uh, the U.K., and then you got Canada, the Netherlands, and Mexico. Ne- never before, but they're on there. And uh, Iran, New Zealand... You know, New Zealand, they, they kind of been flirting every now and then. 
and uh, nine Sweden. And check this one out. This this one is pretty remarkable. Afghanistan. Wow. But I then again, why. they flirt up and down as well. But Afghanistan, I'm always surprised to see them on the top ten here. That's crazy. I would have never like thought of that. I'm pretty sure those are American soldiers who tune in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have a few friends of mine. Well, I shouldn't say friends. I should say colleagues, I guess. I, I Well, maybe they are friends. Yeah, I, I could consider them friends. Well, some of them friends. <laughs> don't don't commit. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, they're friends. Maybe not. I don't... <laughs> You're gonna, Am I a friend? You're gonna James, you're gonna James Fetzer me? Why? Remember he was, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, going crazy with that color. Oh yes, yes. That was crazy. That was a good time. Michael, that was a fun interview. Choose him. It's me, either me or him. You know, when that went down, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, cause you couldn't hear it. I knew you couldn't hear it. I because couldn't hear I it. figured you would have disconnected the call maybe. Well, I, you know, I, I knew it was some sort of troll call right away, but I wanted to sort of stop him and try to sort of get out the real question that he has in his head. Yeah. Cause I know there's a real question in there, but he's sort of, you know. Yeah. He's kind he was of, trolling. He's, yeah, he's jerking his chain a little. Yeah, that was fun though. It was a great call. Uh, that but, makes for but, good radio. But Jim overreacted, I thought. Maybe. He should have realized, he should have realized that, you know, it was just a joke, just play along. It'll be fine, don't worry. He wanted you to protect him. He, I, he kinda did, right? Yeah, he did. Kinda shocked by that. <laughs> because Jim, you know, he could hold his own. It's not like he can't. No, he definitely can. Oh, he's I mean, definitely he's can. Tough. He's a tough mofo. I'm scared of him. Are you really, are you a little, are you a little intimidated? Yeah, he's scary. I wouldn't. Yeah, scary. <laughs> you're scared of him. Yeah. Why though? And I don't know. He's just like. You no, know, that's scary. He's loud. He's like loud and like he doesn't. Although you do make him laugh. Yeah, he does tend to laugh when he's here. But a lot of these people that you have on, Ouch. they're kind of like. I hit know? myself with the microphone there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard it. I know. Did, you, did that come across? <laughs> yeah, leave it. I'm gonna leave that in there. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the people that you have on, they're very like, I don't know, they're kind of, they're scary. Or is it just me? Maybe, maybe I'm just they're scared. They're scary. They're scary. I mean, well, they're very, you're, well, you know. They're very passionate. They might like, you know, get real. <laughs> well, they're very outspoken, no doubt. Yeah. But I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about Trump earlier here in the first half of the program uh, with Dean Henderson. Did you catch any of that interview? I, I was in and out. A little late? Or in and I out? I was late. I was late cause, because I didn't know that you were on so Well, early. I mean, to be honest with you, we were kind of late to get this um, ball rolling here. Couldn't yeah. really get a hold of the second guest. And Dean was running late. I was running late. Yeah. But we started the program around 7.30-ish? Yeah. Right. Well, that's like 10.30-ish over here. That's that's old school time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've been kind of flirting with the idea of trying to 
start the program a little bit earlier. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, really I mean, care? that would be good, I guess, because I'm like on the East Coast, you know. So it'd be better for you. me like around 3 a.m. I'm just kidding. Well, you're, pro- well, you're probably right. I, I might lose a lot of people, those East Coasters out there. Yeah, and you should, you know, you should cater to us. I should, but, yeah, well, it's kind of true though. I kind of should. Most of my no, listeners, okay. well, most of the listeners do come from the East Coast, so. Oh, uh, but you know, if we're hardcore, we'll, we'll stay out like me. That's true. <laughs> You've been with me since the beginning and that's why I do appreciate you greatly. Aw, thank you. No doubt. And there is another thing I did want to ask you here. And that was, since we were talking about Donald Trump, there was that, that bit of a strange exchange, uh, when he talked about his daughter. Did we ever talk about that sort of thing here? I mean, which time? He's, he's, <laughs> which he's weird about his daughter. <laughs> well, why, why would he make those comments? I, I need a woman's perspective here. That's just gross. Don't you think that's a little weird? That is weird. It's crossing the line. I mean, I like to joke and say all sorts of outrageous things myself, but even if he's saying that in a joking manner. I don't care. He could say anything about any woman. I don't care about anything, but when it's like your daughter, that's kind of gross. That's a little too far. It's too far. It's it's a little incest, you know? That is big time incest. And It's a little Florida. No, I'm scared. Well, that probably goes on there. It probably does go on more than we think. <laughs> but then again, yeah. there's lots of families out there. That you, you'll you see cousins marrying each other. That's I mean, they keep it in too. the family. I, I never could do that sort of thing. I remember no I had way. a friend once who, oh, man, I, I don't even, I was about to just completely say more than I should have about him. And don't expose name. him. I know I was going to get really into it, but. Let's just say he came from a, a wealthy family. He sort of had this weird fascination with, I believe, was one of his cousins. What, what number cousin? I think number one. Oh, that's, that's bad. It's a that's little weird. Like, your kids are going to have problems. <laughs> well, I don't think he ever pursued anything. Oh, okay, but he had a crush. I, yeah, it was something like that. Okay, yeah. But don't I you think, think that's kind of weird? I think he was even like stalking the Facebook page or the Instagram page. It's weird. Oof. It, that's a little off. That's dark. That's dark. That's there's a lot of fish in the sea. You don't have to like you know. I don't know. I've never really gone down that route, so I you know. No, I know. that's good. That's good. <laughs> I've never cross dressed. I never, never <laughs> done any of those things. You never cross-dressed. That's hilarious. <laughs> never kissed a guy. I've never done any of that. That's good. I've never had a, a homosexual relationship. You know. <laughs> we love the gays. We we still do. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of gays who listen to the program. That's not that's not the, the point. I'm just <laughs> saying that I've never done any of these sort of things. Yeah, you never, yeah. Some some people out there will say, then you never lived. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's some wild people out here. There, There is, yeah. There is, yeah. And we still love them. Yeah, I mean, you're from California, so. Yeah, I see that all the time. I know plenty of plenty of the gays. 
Yes. And they're very wild, by the way. Wild personalities, and I like that. Yeah, they're. I think it's they're, awesome. They're funny. Oh yes, very funny. But they're kind of snippy too. They really are. Like again, very, very much like women, but probably a little worse when ang- mm-hmm. when angry. Yeah, I I agree with that. Hell, I've seen a couple of fights late at night out in San Diego, <laughs> uh, Halloween night. Wow. Yeah, back in like, whew, it might have been 04, 05, I remember seeing a couple of very manly looking women fighting downtown San Diego. And then later were on. They drunk? They were drunk, but later on I realized those were not women those were men <laughs> and furthermore they weren't dressed that way just for halloween oh that was okay. <laughs> yes later on I, I put more of the pieces together from what i remember hearing so holy shit have you ever Great seen that times. movie that movie with uh patrick swayze which one and john Guizamo, the one that is called like two one food thanks for everything oh no i've never heard of that but i'm sure it got <laughs> one of the lowest scores ever right well they're like they're like trans trans like, they're trans how do you say that i mean how do you what is the proper way to say things nowadays everything i don't so, know like, pc i don't yeah, know what to say you're, well yeah, you're gonna offend dress, someone they cross dress they cross yeah they're, they're cross dressers yeah there's so many of cross-dressers out there in San Francisco, a very sick place. I've heard there's, like, a lot of, like, homeless people. Lots of homeless people taking craps in the street and the sidewalk. That sucks because it's so beautiful. It looks I know. like a really pretty place. It's yeah. a very, very beautiful place, and it's just been completely tarnished yeah. by the homeless people and just by all sorts of... All sorts of crazy things that go on out there. By the way, have you I, ever been? I haven't been there, but I have many friends who have, and I, I have a friend who lives there. Oh. Yeah, he's always telling me about that. Yeah, I've heard. I've, I've, I know people that have visited, and they say there's like a lot of drugs, and there's a lot of homeless people. Ooh, and, yeah. And a lot of parades. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of homeless people here too, and. It, I always kind of feel bad for them because it's so hot. That is crazy. It's like I the worst place you could be homeless at. <laughs> That's crazy. It is like the worst. I've actually thought, like, where would I go if I was homeless? I would have to be somewhere where not it's here. not hot. <laughs> yeah, not not near, not in the desert. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a good place. Hell no. <laughs> you got to be out your mind. That is crazy. They probably go crazier because of the heat. Yeah, that's another thing. You really have to worry about that sort of thing. Yeah. The heat does all sorts of things to you. And by the way, I have audio of uh, Donald talking about Ivanka. Show it. You want to hear that? Yeah, for sure. All right. Let me run that. Okay. Perhaps I'd be dating her. You know. <laughs> If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? Stop it. Oh, it's so weird. Stop you know it. what? You are yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Well, terrible. you're known for saying is outrageous things, Mr. Trump. Who are you, Woody Allen? <laughs> Ew, by the way, he was on The View. Oh, God. Ew, I, I hate those ladies, by the way. 
Yeah. They're all nasty women. <laughs> they are nasty. Don't you think so? Yeah, I've never been one to watch Ooh, those they kind are of shows. Just yeah. Some of the nastiest women I've seen on television, to be honest. That view. Yuck. You're not a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't like any of those, any of those people on that show. You're not a fan of, uh, <clears throat> Joy Behar? <laughs> oh no. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> That's like I'm that's like asking me and that's like asking me if I'm a fan of, of Fox's uh, Red Eye, <laughs> another terrible show that should be pulled, canceled. Oh, hell yes, it's awful. That's funny. That audio's funny. It is. Let's hear that again. Okay. You have to like really, I have to like really play it in the beginning, or else you don't really catch it. You gotta take it in. Yes. Let's let's hear it again. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. <laughs> if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. <laughs> if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. <laughs> Who says that? How much? She, I want to know how she feels about that because I know that if my dad, she's like laughing. Me, she's like laughing uncomfortably in this clip. Okay, but like, how does she? Feel I feel that dirty. I think she's hot, like inside. Wouldn't you, you know? feel a little dirty? Your dad talked about you like that. He's like Vanessa. I, yeah, I He's would. Like, hey, I would feel so gross. If you were my daughter, <laughs> I'd be dating her. <laughs> I mean, that's what he was doing. I wouldn't be able to use that daddy phrase. <laughs> oh man, that whole daddy phrase takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. Ooh, that's awful. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he even talked about her f further more on on the older Howard Stern clips, if I yeah, believe. I can't I find those though on on the internet here. They took them down. I think I can though. Yeah. Yeah, but hold on, let me grab this. What are you grabbing? <laughs> no, my keyboard. Okay. Not not that keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, that that was a good one though. Yeah. I do appreciate that one. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I think I might be able to find that clip. I should have should have been more prepared for this, but I didn't even think we'd be talking about this. I, I didn't think we would be talking at all. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know, I thought it'd be great to bring you in here. I did have you. On my mind, I thought, you know, I should get Vanessa in here. Really? I was on your mind. Let's talk more about that. No, yes, but that's the thing. Um, I knew that my guest, I, I figured he would be on, but I didn't think I'd have so much time with him, to be honest with you. So yeah. I thought, you know, it'd be great to also get Vanessa in there, get her Aww. in the mix. Um, that's great. But it was a blessing in disguise. I, I finally got a chance to really talk to you about these other things going on here. Yes. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm glad we were able to talk a little bit here and talk about our, our president, our, our noble leader. Yes, that's true. I, I kind of like him, though, to be honest with you, even though there's lots of things I don't like about him. You do? Is, very is slightly. You're revealing this? It's very, well, no, I've kind of said that before. I, I just think he's kind of entertaining. He is, 
he definitely is entertaining. He has his moments where I do laugh. I'm not, I can't lie about that. It's kind of like a train wreck. You it know? is. It's See? so funny. Yeah. I can't even believe it. Like again, I say that almost every show. It, it's kind of, it's almost exciting to be honest with you. I just kind of wish Arnold was the president. Oh, I would imagine that. that shit. Imagine that. Oh my well, god. I mean- he was your governor. <laughs> that was exciting too. I was happy about the governor. Yeah. A lot of people hated him. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because he used like he's one of those people that he like appreciates like his what he's famous for. I remember right. he used like Total Recall, like all those things. It he's was very great. he's very aware and too aware. Yeah, exactly. I like him. Me too. <laughs> Me I, too. I, I, I know you do. Hashtag me too. What what was the last movie you saw of his? Oh my god, I watched like one a day. I know, well, uh, I know that, but which one I was that? I saw Total Recall. That was the last one. Yeah, it was that's yesterday. A, that's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've um since I've heard that. But I like yeah. when he says, "Come on, Ho- oh, come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give these people air." <laughs> oh, by the way, I was looking. As we were talking for that clip, but most of these clips are kind of, they feature other people kind of talking in them, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to play that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell everyone out there to look up uh, Trump and uh, Howard Stern's interviews from way back. Yeah. That's when it got really weird. I mean, he's mentioned it a few times. Clearly, he has. He's into her, obviously. It it goes beyond the joke. It's beyond. By this time, if you do it more than once, it's it's kind of obvious and clear to say you're not joking. Yeah, for sure. There's no excuse. There really (laughs) isn't. There really is no excuse at all. I'm just baffled anyone would make those kind of comments. And I don't have I don't have a kid. But I would certainly never make any sort of joke. In yeah, I don't have such children, life. but I'm sure if I had like a son, I wouldn't be attracted to him. That's so <laughs> gross. It's nasty. Yes, I agree. Oh God, I'm still kind of grossed out. <laughs> I'm literally kind of grossed out. Yeah, but this anyways, is a dark second half. It really was. I didn't think we would go into these sort of things, Vanessa. No. No, let's go more into more of a positive thing before we uh, wrap up the program here. Of course, you're you're into the whole top five uh, series sort of thing on the Internet. And yes. going back to the whole UFO and alien angle, mm-hmm. um, anything new you've, you've watched? Um, no, I mean, like, I, I watch them, and it's usually, like, ghosts and pictures. Oh, you're back on the ghost thing now. Yeah, I'm into the ghost again. What got like, you into the whole ghost uh, element now? What pulled you back in? Well, I don't believe it. So you're a skeptic? Yes, I'm, I am. I think everybody's trying to be famous. They're trying, trying to be famous to on YouTube? Yeah. Like and that everything's shooter? so fake. It's <laughs> all the same, and uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> you don't believe it? You're you're watching You're watching it. Yeah, I'm watching it because, you know, I want to know. It kind of, you know, it kind of re- it reminds me of the ghost um, programs we see on television. 
Uh, yeah, there, well, there's different ones. Oh, like, um, go, like those ghost like, hunters? Yeah, like there's ghost hunters and. Oh, those are terrible. They're all the same. It's all yeah, there's like. There's another one I was thinking about. Um. But they took, I think they took that one off. Either way, yeah, the, those shows are kind of too repetitive. The yeah, they're all very much the same. And lots of times these people actually fake a lot of what they're finding. It's kind of sad. I think you're, were you talking about like ghost adventures? Like Them ghosts? too, yeah. Ghost adventures, ghost hunters, international, I think it's called it's too. It's terrible. It's all Have you seen same. that crap? I, yes, I have. I'm a victim of watching, watching a few of those myself. It's so fake and, and the way like it cuts like right when like something's gonna happen. It's like, it's so fake. <laughs> I don't believe it. This is why I don't believe it. It's hard. Well, that I feel the same way. I, uh, well, about, um, the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. I feel I kind of the same way. Things, I really do too, but I'm really checking out now later on in life. And these were first. Some of the cryptids that got me very much into the subject of Did you the used to watch like the cam? The who? There was like this camera. The cam? Like and, and then they used to show it at Loch Ness. You know, like at the lake, like like in the early like oh, internet days and you yeah. used to be able to watch it. I yeah. remember now, yeah, you're talking about those feeds. Yeah, I used to watch them. It's because I like animals, so I really so want you were that into to be it. real. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people want that to be real, kind of like they want the flat earth to be real. Oh. Have you ever played a Mario game, though? Flat earth is real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a flat earther? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Good God. I haven't drank the Kool-Aid. That's the, that's the real litmus test. <laughs> you ask everybody that comes on your show. I know. That's how I have to make sure. <laughs> that's why I have to make sure I'm not talking to someone that's completely out of their minds. Is that what you say, like when you like in your email to them? <laughs> no, I don't. I usually just do that on the air. It's it's more entertaining. Yeah, you catch them off guard. Well, they won't even know what I'm talking about, really. Yeah, I tend to do that a lot. Yeah, uh, I have noticed. Yeah, but the listeners out there, they they know what's going on. Yeah. They're very We're smart. Aware. Yeah, they're very aware. They know what's um, going on here on this side of, on the other side of heaven. Well, it's because they already know you. They do. Yeah. Shades of me. Ooh. So that means, Vanessa, you'll never be on any upcoming uh, Ghost Hunter series. N- well, I would, totally. <laughs> it would be kind of funny, though, just to fake it. Yeah, because apparently that's apparently that's what you're gonna have to do. The thing is that, like, I want to believe. Like, well, I'm home alone. I don't want to like talk about that. That's but true. That's scary. <laughs> I want to. It is like late here. I don't want no ghosts popping up on me. That's true. But um, I, I like you know, I, you know, you want to believe and stuff, you know, so that you know, life is really boring. So you want to believe. You want to believe, yeah. In something. But that's how I and, feel about, like, E.T. I uh-huh. want to believe. Yeah. I mean, me too. Even though <laughs> I've never really read or seen too much credible evidence that would sway me from 
completely not backing away. Yeah, well, I re- I believe in like I believe stuff that is like old, you know. Yeah, there's but, like, still some stuff, things. I can't, I can't believe in shit now with like you know with CG. Like I can't. Like yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I the can't. newer, the newer things are very too, are, are very difficult to try to believe in. Yeah, and everybody wants a viral video. Like I, I can't believe in stuff now. But back in the day, before the internet, you were you able tell to tell me that you had a video of a ghost. I would totally believe it. Yeah, you'd buy, you'd be more into <laughs> oh my it. God, my cat, my cat your, your cat scared you. Perfect. <laughs> Good timing. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, that's good timing there. It was. Is he eating? Is he going to go back to bed? He came out of the room, but, like, it was it was scary. Like, I jumped. Like, my heart's beating. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I almost believed for a second there. <laughs> that happens to me, too, after I watch, like, a scary movie. I'll hear yeah. a noise, and I'll definitely jump. Really? You? Sometimes. Well, not always, but you know. But you see, you love scary movies. Yeah, but if I'm watching a, a scary movie, I'm definitely probably drinking or something, you know. Yeah. So. So you're yeah, off the game. I'm off my game. That's right. I'm a little lubed. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole ghost hunter thing you don't really believe, but you still are suckered into watching it because I you, watch it and mm-hmm. I laugh and I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. so silly. Like I watch, yeah, it's like stuff like uh, they're all it's all the same. It's like ghosts, uh, like in pictures, and it, it looks so fake. Did you hear that? What? There's a ghost. Shut up. <laughs> no, that, no, that's what they do. What? No, that's what they do on the on the show. They'll, they'll say oh, things okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what was that? I thought you were telling me there was a ghost now. Oh no, no, not now. Well, you know, it 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 is interesting. However, there there has been strange shit that has gone on uh, in this house. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But always, or like recently? Well, well, not always, but a few things did happen early yeah. on, but they never really happened again until much later on in my life. Hmm. Maybe that's you, though. You think I'm making that happen? Yeah, I think so. Some people have told me that. Yeah, I think it might be you. It's not the house think, I'm told. Yeah, I think that, like, I don't have that, like, they just don't like me. <laughs> They're afraid of you? Maybe. Well. Maybe. <laughs> well, who but, knows? Um, I've never, like, no, I've never, not even, like, young, like, when I was little, I never saw anything. Nothing like that. Okay. I never had an, uh, um, what is it that people used to have, like, a, an imaginary friend? I never had that. Remember that? Remember there were kids growing up? That's 90s shit. Do you remember that? <laughs> that I I recall there was some girl who said some shit like that. Yeah, no, I never had that. I think it might have been even, like, show and tell. Yeah? Whoa, yeah, now I'm, I think so. I think she said something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I have like these random um flashback memories of when I was really young. Uh-huh. And sometimes I get these memories and, and they're very vivid. And show and tell? Yeah, like like that and just different times of 
Um, I, I even recall back, it might have been like fifth grade. There was a time when, I don't even know how this happened, but a bunch of kids were kind of like, kind of like fighting each other out, like out in uh, the field there. And this went on like a bunch of times and no one ever got like in trouble, I remember. Oh, now they would be like thrown out of school. Yeah, like now it's like, yeah, but I I definitely recall this was like something that would happen during like lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was like a a grip of kids would always be fighting out there. So weird. And you'll remember this randomly? Yeah, I remember that. And check this out. I even remember a time when I was on the swings, on, on a swing set. And do you recall when... You would be on a swing set and you would be going back and forth and sometimes you would like shift, uh, your hips and you would kind of go sideways. Yeah. You remember? Like get tangled? Do you remember doing that? Yeah. I remember one time. I do that now. <laughs> you do that now. Yes. I love going to the park. I remember doing some, something like something along those lines and I let the swing kind of like twist up and mm-hmm. I jumped off of it. And I recall some other little girl was like kind of next to me mm-hmm. and she started, you know, she started uh, going faster and faster up and down. And then she started trying to do the same thing. And for for whatever reason, she kind of swung into the other, into the other swing and it cut her open. Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm not joking. Yeah. And I You're got in trouble. Influence. And I got in trouble. Well, that's fucked up. It's not your fault. It isn't my fault. And <laughs> I was trying to tell that to the the lady who took me to the office. It's not your fault that she's a follower. But that's what happened. Yeah, that's what she was doing. She was trying to do what I was doing. Yeah. She saw that I jumped and then it twisted and, you know, she she went and saw and tried to do the same thing I did. <laughs> that's funny. And then she got cut. That bitch got cut. She got shanked. She got, exactly, they cut her. The swing took out a knife and cut that woman, or girl, whatever, <laughs> that child. But it was insane. I remember the swing coming, like, right across Why the eyebrow. And I remember, like, like a, a line going in there and just, like, blood just, like, going, boom, going wow. down her face. And her, and her screams of pain. Yeah, wow. It was pretty traumatizing as a kid, Wait, I remember. so you were like a troublemaker. Not at all. I wasn't a troublemaker. This was just one incident. Oh, okay, okay. Until, you know, much later, then I kind of learned the ropes, oh. per se. <laughs> I learned not how to get in trouble. Really? Well, I, in like, when I was, like, in second grade, I, my, I have older sisters, so... They used to like play the Ouija board oh, and like no. stuff like that. And I used to go to school and talk about this and I used to get in trouble. <laughs> you used to talk about the Ouija board and your sisters playing? Well, my sisters, yeah. And then I they used were to into tell that? people they were into that. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. And then like Bloody Mary. You remember Bloody Mary? Oh my God. I said it twice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And stuff like that. I used to talk about that in school when I was in second grade and like the kids would cry. They would cry. Yeah, they would get really scared. You know, the only memory I have of any, of anything of that nature in that realm is when we would have like these weird days sometimes where we would just like be watching movies and eat junk food basically the entire time. 
Mm-hmm. There was a time we did that in school. And I'm sure that still goes on now, but again, this might have been fifth grade, at least fourth or fifth grade. And, um, the teacher actually had to have permission, I guess, from our parents to watch a movie. I think it was like Hocus Pocus or something. Ooh, that's a good movie. But now I'm like trying to remember why exactly. It was Halloween? Was that movie offensive or something? Maybe it's parental guidance. I remember like, some, I remember some girl said something like, oh, my parents wouldn't let me watch or some shit like that. So they took her out of the room. I mean, the movie's <laughs> scary, I guess, was it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it has I mean, it's about, sort of wi- it's about like witches. witches. Yeah. Maybe like she was Christian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but she said something like it was against her religion or something. And I remember the teacher taking her out of the room. Oh. She was a, a, she was, yeah, special. Yeah, who cares? I was just happy to get more candy and junk food then. Yeah, I remember those days. Actually. Remember that, right? Yeah, see, there's like little memories like that still floating around. Did you have like on Wednesdays, like, like there was a day that they would do like popsicles? No, not popsicles. There's something else. We had that. We had that. Yeah. Or like, or like donuts, like the United States. Those Way. were fun times in school. Yeah, those were fun. Not high school though. No, that's like elementary. High school was kind of boring. Yeah, high school was, yeah, I didn't like it. But then again, I did have my fun the last two years. Really now? Oh yeah. <laughs> I made sure of it. Oh? <laughs> I made sure of that. But yeah, Vanessa, I'm looking at the time here and it, we are coming down, uh, <clears throat> here on the final stretch. And I do want to thank you again for being on the program. It's been amazing. It's always fun. It really is always fun. Yeah. It, it truly is. It truly is. And any final words at all, Vanessa, before I, I let you go? Oh, you always put me on the spot. <laughs> I know, but you could think of something maybe perhaps. A little shout out to, uh, the state of Florida. No way. <laughs> no, no love for Florida. I'm not wasting my final moments on that. <laughs> oh, damn. That's cold blooded. I'll give a shout out to uh, the people in the chat room. Ah, okay. Yeah. There's people in the chat room. And of course there's to people. To Max, to Star. Who else is there? I don't know. <laughs> the regulars, the cool people. Yeah. The regulars, the regulars. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Vanessa, I do want to thank you for being here again and being a part of the program. No problem, baby. For sure. And we'll talk again very soon here. Yes. Good night. All right. Good night. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And there goes Vanessa. Great as usual. Love talking to her and, of course, all the great people who listen out there on the paranormal form and uh my form. That's one thing I forgot to talk about. We do have an official form of the program now. If you go to michaeldeacon.com, you'll see a link for it if you want to talk about the program and other things with other listeners like yourself. You can finally do that. And if you're listening to this on a replay, keep in mind, we are live every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and usually 8 p.m. 
Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, unless, unless there is a special time, and I'll let everyone know. And if you enjoy this program and want to help fund and keep the program growing and expanding, go to michaeldeacon.com and click the little donate button there. Keep in mind, this program completely depends on its listeners. That means you sitting there. Be a friend and share the show. I'm Michael Deacon. Thank you for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. We got to put a best of on Drew. We're going to lose every station we have. A thing sucks. Who is your daddy and what does he do? End of day. The freedom of speech is being taken away. End of day. The judgment day. The end of the world. If you don't